Did you see my new music video? I did. Okay. I watched all your music videos. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like it. Here's where I get shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, was that whose idea was that to put the AI in the? Bro, I have no creative control over my videos. I let my, <laughs> I let, I let Jared handle it all, man. I, I just sit back and let the magic happen. That's, that's the secret in all of our videos. Is, I do my performance part, and he comes through and he kills it with the, with the effects and everything. What do you think when you first saw it? Bro, I was mind blown. I, I dropped my phone. I was like, what? He picked it back up and I watched it again. I was like, okay, that's what we're doing. Yeah. He's a magician. Isn't he? Yeah, he's so good. I actually had this shirt on, and if you look at this shirt in the video, it says it, it, it goes to, from saying a mirror to, to zombie. And I was like, that, what? I'm gonna have to you go have to go back. It. It's like a little little Easter egg in there. And I was like, oh, shit, check that out. He said the AI did that. I'm like, oh, damn. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, software's cool. Do you use AI at all to write anymore? Or, uh, or not anymore? But now the AI is a new thing. That's deep. You just tried to say all my music was AI. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've never, I've never used a, 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 any type of generator for anything. Not even a, the album art. Um, I got a guy in Baltimore. Um, he does all my art. And he, 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 he killing it. You know what I mean? A guy yeah. by the name of Kobe. And he does all my album art. Um, as far as AI words, that's crazy. Yeah, it, I think I think that's crazy. Like, and then if you go and listen to like a lot of the music, like Drake, I would listen to a whole Drake album that was AI. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, this is this is insane. It's not that good at poetry yet, I don't think, but it's getting really fucking good fast. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not good enough to be as good as a human. So I've seen like uh, a lot of advanced images lately. And that right there, I think, is pretty neat. It's, except for the fact that, like, you see a lot of the fingers are like six fingered objects, and it doesn't quite. The understand. feet are like yeah, two and a half feet long. You know what I mean? Have you ever messed around with Chat GPT? What's that? You haven't heard of Chat GPT? No, what's that, bro? Are you fucking with me? No, I'm being serious. What's that? Oh my god! You got it's, you got. I think it. the most I've done is downloaded that DaVinci app on my phone. Uh huh. And just seeing what my face looked like all AI'd out, and I was pretty uh, amazed by it. But what's ChatGPT? Okay, dude. So, ChatGPT, it's a it's like a robot that you talk to, um, but it's the, the most advanced chat bot in the like world. Like that Snapchat, my AI. Yeah, well, it, it, it came out before Snapchat AI, and it's a uh, it's way more advanced. I mean, it's they got it now to where it could write pretty compelling poetry. It could summarize. It could write you an essay. You could say, summarize this book. Bang, out there. It summarizes the entire book. You could say, summarize that book, but write it in the style of Ernest Hemingway. Okay. Bang, it writes it out. I've heard about this. This That's advanced. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've heard about it. That's some advanced next level stuff. It's fast. Yeah. But it, it could also do it to where it, it doesn't know if it's true or not. So you can't just like really rely on it. Yeah. You can't rely on it very much. But we've used it for like writing scripts for uh, like cold calling. So like we'll be down in Texas and we'll be like, write me a script for cold calling doctor's offices, uh, presenting the idea of painting a mural for their doctor's office with nature-themed murals, and I'll list all the benefits. Here's a million-dollar question. Have you landed any contracts from the ChatGPT scripts? Yeah, I, learned, I landed a $14,000 deal with the script <laughs> from ChatGPT. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, see? Then that, then that right there shows you exactly the, the power of it. Yeah, I mean, if it's... Uh, 
if it's broke, it needs fixed. But if it's not broke, then then you know, like yeah. if if the script works, and sometimes you'll like obviously need to like you know readjust. The See, script. here's my problem with it is you know uh, it seems like it would be great for that and you know pitching pitching stuff, but. If we were going to rely on it to make an original composition, I think you would you would suffer greatly. Yeah. Because it's going to just take words. It's going to throw them together. It's going to take other songs and throw them together. And then people will be like, hey, didn't such and such say that from that? Such and such say that from that? That's where I think the, the hang-up would be. Because I think that, you know, it's AI. It's artificial intelligence. It's just running off all the ideas that it can compute together all at once. Dude, that's really the, uh, the biggest criticism of it is that especially like the copyright infringement because it don't give a fuck about copyright it no, just snatches it. up anything that was ever written by mankind that's out on internet it just grabs it up throws it out there and so it's i mean in reality it's like there's nothing original about it yeah facts. it's just it's just borrowing and i think that's why whenever people see something that's written by a human they genuinely enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I think anything that's got real soul, real spirit put into it, that's the that's the real magic. You know, all of what we do comes right from the heart. Oh yeah. Do you think that your music comes from the heart? I know for a fact it does. Absolutely. Oh, every yeah. word, every every letter is carefully crafted. So you have I've heard a lot of your songs that are really good that aren't out yet. What are you planning on doing with those songs? I don't know. A lot of the music people, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of the music people heard that's not out. Uh, there's one reason or another. Um, it'll have to do with you know uh, ownership of the beats, whether or not I got full 100% ownership of it, whether or not uh, it's it's really an idea or belief I want to share with the world, or uh, there's a, a laundry list of reasons why some of those songs will never come out. <laughs> do, you, do you ever have a song that? you write and then you change your mind about, I guess, the philosophy or stance that you had behind the song? I've changed several songs up uh, several times before I initially record them, yeah. And it doesn't take long for me to write a song. I might write a song within like 25, 30 minutes. I'm talking full 32 bars, you know, hooks, all that. I've told a lot of people about uh, whenever we went down to Tins to record yeah. Vocal Inc. Yeah. And I was like, you kind of had me nervous because we were down there in the car driving down and he didn't have anything written yet. <laughs> and I had taken like two weeks to write my, my verse. And then he goes, leaves the other room. Five minutes later, comes back and writes something way better than what I had come yeah. up with. And I was just like, damn, this guy's legit. He's yeah. the real deal. <laughs> no, I think that comes from, uh, you know, you spend a lot of time being quiet. You spend a lot of time reading books. You spend a lot of time, uh, you know, if you already know who you are, it comes naturally. You know, if you... Uh, you have a real story to tell. It's going to flow naturally. And I don't care how goofy the song may sound or anything like that. If it's really with, if it's really in you, it's in you. I don't think I have the, the musical thing that's in me. Like the, the art <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, you know, cause it, so like, for example, you ever hear a song where it's like, damn, like that's so good. And it's like, where it's maybe perhaps it inspires you to create a song, you yeah. know, like that happens to me with painting all the time. We're like, yeah. damn, I could do that. With music, I'll just kind of get pissed off and be like, oh, I know, I'll never fucking do that. I just, I'm not born with it like they have it. Yeah, no, I think there's, a, you know, there's there's talent uh, that's natural. There's talent that requires 10,000 hours, if you know anything about mastery. Yeah, you know, Robert, Clinton, Robert Greene. Yeah, yeah, you know anything about mastery, yeah. he's one of my favorite authors. Me too. Um, yeah, yeah, I've read a lot of his books, man. If you uh, put your 10,000 hours into any craft, 
it doesn't matter what it is. Like me right now, I'm doing electrical. In order for me to become a master electrician, I have to put in 8,000 hours. 2,000 short of 10,000 hours. There's, not, there's no mystery behind that. The 10,000 hours thing is a real thing. Put your 10,000 hours in, you'll be great at anything you do. You and your art, this is like 30, 40,000 hours. Yeah. And it shows. So I, I don't think it's not that it's not in you per se because you got some dope stories to tell i remember thinking like oh what is this boy doing right here (laughs) but you know like it's just how you tell them and you know the the format in which you craft your your music through yeah Uh, but so like for example though you think about like a basketball player who's just who's not very tall Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how good they are or how much practice they're in you just know they're never getting into the NBA. Yeah. And then, but there's like that one freak of nature. Yeah. Who was the really short guy who did it like a while back? Like there was a really, really short guy. I mean, there was Muggsy Bogues. That's, that's yeah. what I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah. And Muggsy Bogues. There's a few people, you know what I mean? Who, who were, he could dunk, right? I, I, man, I don't follow sports. That's not my thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, but I know, but you know, you know, there's names that stick out, you know? Yeah. And the, the short guy who managed to be out there playing with everybody who is like twice his height is a name that's worth sticking out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's just like one in the middle. My friend's mom dated Muggsy Bugs at one point. It's a real, real story. Yeah. Real story. Shout you, out, shout out Kai. You know who? Did you ever beat him? Huh? No, hell no. No, okay. this was many years ago. <laughs> many moons ago. His dad, his dad was actually a DJ at a radio station. I, I believe the story is she was dating Muggsy, and that's how they ended up dating, ended up meeting. Have so. you have you ever seen that uh, the video online of like what the fuck do DJs even do? No. Oh my god! See if you can find that, Marley. Uh, what do DJs even do? It's this girl. Um, she's like complaining. I guess she had like a boyfriend or something who was a DJ. She's crying. She's like, what do DJs even do? And someone takes it and makes a bass drop out of it. Like, <laughs> and they like chop yeah. it up and make it into a bass drop. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, so do you listen to like, uh, I guess EDM, that type of music at all? Um, I think the, uh, the closest to EDM I'm going to listen to is going to be some Afrobeat, you know, uh, Tyler, ICU, stuff like that. You know, it's definitely some, some stuff from Africa. What type of other uh, genres do you get your inspiration for music from? Uh, Johnny Cash, you know, country music. Uh, for real? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of older music, you know, Tracy Chapman, Hall & Oates. Um, my musical uh, palette is very diverse. Hall & Oates. Marley put me on to Hall & Oates. You like Hall & Oates? Uh, yeah. 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 I, I just discovered them. I didn't even know who they were. Listen, there was a song. That, that takes me back to being a kid. You know, my mom played Hall & Oates on that little cassette tape all day long, you know? So, yeah, it takes me back. I, I'll reminisce, you know, being in Laurel, Maryland, listening to that, being in Hawaii, listening to that. Paula Abdul, you know, stuff like that. Anything that my mom was listening to while she was raising me is still on my is still on my radar. She, Paula Abdul, she was the lady with. Uh, she was like pop music and stuff like that. Was she was on American Idol. One of the yeah, she, she was definitely one of the judges on there for a little bit. Yeah. Are they still doing that? I believe so. I don't know. I think we've like moved so far. The voice kind of took yeah, over. Yeah, you know. And then now we're on the new thing. Yeah, you know information spreads so fast every day we got like tiktok to discover new artists we got you know instagram reels youtube shorts uh they got all sorts of apps where you can just discover new talent that i think it's kind of taking the fun out of contest what's your favorite social media my favorite social media is gonna be instagram 
For real? Yeah. That's one of my least favorites. What do you like so much about it? So, before I got into putting my all my time into music, I was into photography. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I had probably two or three hundred different clients I had worked with. Um, when Instagram first came out, that was my platform. You know what I mean? I landed a lot of business off there. Uh, that's what I was... That's what I was doing, was photos. So that right there, is, it changed the game for me. And at that, that point in time, you know what I mean? Just scrolling through pictures. I'm like, oh, this is great. All these pictures, all these pictures. Then they put videos on it. I'm like, oh, now we got videos too. Now we're going live. Then they put the damn reels on there. It's just like a... Reels changed everything. Listen, TikTok changed everything. China. Yeah. China changed everything. Do you have TikTok? <laughs> huh? Do you have TikTok? Yeah. I do. I don't use it. I, I I really let the kids play on TikTok. That's what TikTok's for. Nice. Yeah, I, I made a TikTok a while ago, but then I just decided to not be on it because I feel like if I'm going to get spied on, I'd rather get spied on by America. Right, you're getting spied on right now. Yeah. Every, but, at the moment you connect, you're being watched. Yeah, but why not get spied on by your own country, you know? <laughs> they already are, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Again, Fort Meade is only, what, two and a half hours away? <laughs> NSA is right next to it. We were driving through there yesterday. I was, I was coming home, uh, visiting family yesterday down the road. And uh, we passed by NSA. And I look over at my wife. I said, hey. And I said, you know, they're listening to everything you're saying as we drive through here right now. You know? Have you ever seen those, uh, like, uh, the data collection centers out in, uh, like, out in the desert? No, but I've seen all sorts of crazy server rooms for, for NSA before. I mean, like what they say is an SA server room. So they're like fortresses. Bro. Yeah. They're like, it's like a castle. We were driving out, um, out, uh, where was that Marley? Like out by Red Rock Canyon or something or somewhere out Denver in or Colorado. It was out in Reno, oh, out Reno, Nevada. Nevada. Okay. Yeah. It was out somewhere in the, in the desert and, um, middle of no, there's yeah. no, we were going there's, to a ghost town. Oh yeah. We were going to a ghost town. Out That'd have been there. cool. You like ghost towns? Yeah. Yeah. I it's love, pretty cool. I love that. Idea. I haven't seen any ghosts there yet, yeah. but I'm yeah. still keeping my fingers crossed. Okay. I thought you were talking about abandoned towns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. We still didn't see any ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. I think there's one up in Pennsylvania I want to go check out. It's got an abandoned highway. They said there's a bunch of dangerous gases under it. Have you ever seen that before? Mm-mm, no. Yeah, they said that whole area is just full of terrible gases, so they shut the city down and oh my God. shut the highway down. But you see the highways cracking. There's graffiti all down, up and down it. West Virginia's got some places like that too, like Old Asylum. Listen, I did some work in West Virginia and, you know, I was down there in like Chapmanville and like Boone County, Logan County and stuff like that. And it's a totally different way of life down there. You go through there during the day, you see houses, buildings, come back through there nighttime. It's like, where's all the lights? Oh, there's no power going to this place. I saw an abandoned Walmart out there in West Virginia. What the hell? Yeah. You don't see those very often. No, they abandoned. Don't close those down. They shut it down. And then I had to Google it like, West Virginia Walmart shut down, and it goes to tell you, I mean, no money being spent there. Yeah. Well, they don't have the lights on around here at night. Yeah. Have you been down here recently at night? No. Downtown Cumberland? No. It's dark. Yeah. I got it's the studio down here, but I rarely come down here anymore because I'm so busy. Yeah, it's too dark. They need. They really need to do something about that. Like, the guy who owns this building, he had to put up motion sensor lights because people were tagging his wall over there. So, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's terrible. They, yeah, they need to get their shit together. Tagging the walls. What do they know about graffiti out here? I don't know. It's, it all sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so we were out. We were out driving, and uh, um, we seen this this fortress. that's like up on a hill, and it's like it looks like some like cyberpunk futuristic fortress. I mean, really? It's just walls. I'm like, what the fuck? We're they looking. Had, like uh, red LED lights. 
Yeah, like like it looked too. like it was it looked like pure evil. Like it looked really? like where you would have like where the super villain would live. Yeah, it, it was like dark gunmetal and then like red LED beams across the whole entire perimeter, and then like a huge gate at the front, and then a long windy driveway with like all like more barriers. And so we're like, what the fuck? We look up on the map, and on the map there's no building, there's nothing there on Google Maps. Like mm. it's like as far as Google Maps is concerned nothing exists there mm. and so we go back and ask some of the locals they're like oh yeah that's a data collection facility wow i'm like why is it so heavily guarded they said because it's really valuable i'm like what the fuck i don't know what they're collecting what kind of data i don't know the uh the 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 canadian people are getting in trouble for that now really because they're sending the the kids home with all these new laptops and stuff and i guess the school system was selling all the information. The, the stuff that didn't even have anything to do with school to the big tech companies. Mm, mm, mm. That's I'm, deep. Yeah. I'm glad we live in America. Well, you know, every time, you know, you download an app and you start an app for the first time, and you know, it, it asks you permission, do you want this app to track you across other apps? I mean, that's specifically, you know, for marketing purposes. And they're selling that to Kellogg. They're selling that to Pfizer. They're selling it to everybody. So that you have your ad experience... Right there at your hand. Do you hit no? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I want to be notified. I'm getting to that stage now where I want to be notified about a good deal, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's nice to get, it's, it's nice to get relevant ads. Yeah, I want, to, I want to know about a good deal, you know? Every once in a while, an ad will pop up that's just not relevant yeah. at all. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Indeed. I hate whenever something gross pops up. Like, I don't. I got a queasy stomach. Have you ever had anything, like, just nasty, like a pimple popper or something pop up or something? No, never. Dude, dude that happened to me on what Facebook. What were you yeah, searching like, for? I, a I, stringent. Now you get a pimple popper ad. No, I uh, I blocked them. I was like, what the hell? I, I reported it on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know what the hell was happening. And because the weird thing was is that they recommended that I, I check it. I said, here's a post you might be interested in. And I was like, what? Why the yeah. fuck would I be interested in that? I know. Yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of weird stuff that it tells me I'm interested in and I don't yeah. understand it. Facebook's my least favorite social media. Yeah. But it's the one that we're, we had the most success on. So it's like a... So for me, it's a love-hate relationship because like you, that's the one that we, you know, we really did numbers on. And that's why it's hard to delete it, you know? What the fuck are we going to do, man? I don't know, but it's my least favorite. But at the same time, uh, you know, I think it allows people to be too personal with you. And I'm, I'm from that generation of I, I still like my my personal space here. This, these kids. How old are you, Eli? 27. You're 27. OK. OK. So to me, it, it, it allows all these kids. They're like this new generation of kids in their 20s. They're they're teens. They want to put everything on social media to their own detriment, really. And it's just, it's a weird space. People post a lot of pictures of uh, whenever, what's really weird to me is whenever the baby is fresh out, the the mother. Yeah. And like, fresh out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. post. Yeah. Look what just happened. Five yeah. seconds ago, my blood, baby popped up. Blood, everything. Oh my God, yeah. They yeah. have like whole systems now where you could go set up and uh, you could like you know copy and paste what other people are doing oh we're expecting in this so. listen blue faces uh baby mom just went live on instagram and had her baby she had her, had baby, her baby on, on instagram live like, wow. yes like this is where we at in life you know what i mean like we are so uh we're so desperate for attention i, I really don't understand it were they promoting an album or something no not to not to my knowledge it's just all been 
everybody's in everybody's business. I mean, if you were promoting an album, I feel like that would be a pretty clever way to do it. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, if it's like The Legacy is the name yeah. of the album, and it's like, look, we got another one coming yeah. up. But uh, just for no reason at all, other than just to get attention, it's a little cringy. Yeah, but that's where we're at with it. We're doing everything for attention, man. It backfires on a lot of people. It does, in the long run. You know I would what I mean? say, yeah. I, I look at the news... Uh, just so I can have ideas of interesting things to talk about. Right, right, right. <laughs> And so I seen one where they were doing the, uh, this just happened like yesterday. They were, uh, I was in Mexico, they were doing a baby reveal thing. Okay. And a gender reveal. A gender reveal, yeah. Uh, not a baby reveal, a gender reveal. And so they had it to where they're going to have a plane fly overhead and like dump out like smoke of the color that, yeah. that represents the baby. And the plane's wing fell off as it flew over and fucking crashed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fucking dead serious. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And I don't even think a lot of the people who are videotaping it realized that it happened. Because they were like, whoa, it's a girl. And I don't even think they realized that. Yeah, the plane. Because there's the, yeah, the guy, the pilot died. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect example of everything that's going on in life right now. We're so distracted by one thing that we don't even see the whole bigger picture. Yeah, if this will be if World War Three happens, it'll be the first uh, world war with with cell phones. Yeah, well, course. not with cell phones. That's but did they, did they have cell phones in World War Two? No, you sir. Are, what? <laughs> you we gotta get you back in history class, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you spent spending a lot of time with the paint. Yeah, no, there was no <laughs> cell phones back there in World War Two, y'all. So. But I'm well, sure they had some sort of mobile, some sort of, they had satellites then, I'm right? I'm sure they had Do you think radio, they radios and no satellites. maybe. When did they go to space yet? When did they, did they ever go to space? Not until the 60s. Don't you think this whole space force is a little weird? Why do we got a whole separate military installation for the space? What, NASA? No. The, no, space, the space force. force. That was Donald Trump made that, right? The Space Force, yeah. Do you think it was just marketing? Like, just like, no, look, we're going to be the I, best. We're in space. I we're log into my Navy Federal account, and on the branches of service, Space Force is on there. So this is a very real thing. At first, I thought it was just something, you know. I thought it was something that was made up. And then I'm seeing it everywhere. And I'm seeing official patches and official stuff. And, yeah, we're worried about space now and what's going on in it. Well, that's a possibility. I mean, there's all this weird stuff going that's on with That's up for UFOs. debate, you know? Yeah, there's all this weird stuff about going on with UFOs. Yeah. And I mean, do, so What do you think about that balloon that was flying over they shot down earlier this year? The the Chinese one? Yeah. Um I don't I mean, I don't really know how do you determine if the balloon was spying on on you or not? I don't know what the proper uh um procedure would be. I guess my thing is I really don't believe that any other countries are flying into our airspace without us just finding out. You know, I believe that the news media can tell us anything they want to tell us. They're just trying to get us mad at China. Oh my God! What? China's taking back all their pandas right now. From America? From America. There's only two le- like two sets of pandas left: uh, DC and uh, Atlanta. Oh all the pandas God. are gone. So why would they be removing all their pandas? Well, come to find out, they just had a 50-year contract. You know what I mean? And at the same sense, you know, we owe a lot of money to China. There's a lot of weird things going on with China. So. It's like, hey, you're not paying us back your debt. Give us yeah, back this. Get, get the pandas Give back. We're back not extending the contract anymore. <laughs> so, you know, there's no oh contract extension on those pandas. So once they get all their property out here, 
mean, we could have the China conversation for a while. Yeah. Well, how do you feel they about They got whole police stations out here in America, you know what I mean? Dude, so the one thing that's crazy about China, too, is how um, they have this social credit system, you know. But one of the things that I wonder, okay, so like, you know, like, oh, I feel like I could play devil's advocate for it. If you're going to pack 14 million people into a little, like, one square mile, isn't monitoring everybody's every move the only way you could get that many people to get along in that small of an area? Kind of. But we're getting facial recognition and AI software here in the town. Yeah. Did you see that? They're putting it all, all in the downtown mall. Oh, my God. All throughout here. And they're going to be able to catch your face and know exactly who you are when you're walking through. Well, and I'm sure they're going to link it through, like, you know, identification records, all that stuff, so. They try to, uh, there's some uh, older people in here who just try to, like, hold back progress. Like, there were, the city developers were telling me that there was building owners who weren't, who were, like, opposed to getting free high-speed internet. Like, because they're like, we're going to get high-speed internet for all the buildings on Baltimore Street. And some of the building owners were like, I don't want any of that. Well, that sounds like, goofy. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. What Very goofy. I'd like yeah. high-speed internet all through the town. Hell yeah, they need to get it here. It's like a, a, a Faraday box up here. You know what a Faraday box is? No, what's that? A Faraday box is a, it's like a metal contraption that you go hide all of your, your digital files in. Okay. So then in case of a solar flare or like an EMP or something, all of your files would be safe. Where do I get one of those from? Um, well, you could you could just buy like a metal safe will do the trick. Yeah. Um, a tin shed will do the trick. Something like that, you know. Oh, like, so tin foil hat. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I think that's where the tin foil hat idea something yeah. like that comes from. Okay. Because yeah. the, the metal does block like the the radiation and stuff. Indeed. So I mean, it's it's worth uh it's worth looking into if you have files that you don't want to. Yeah, I got eighteen hundred songs that I want to lose. You have eighteen hundred songs. One thousand eight hundred. You wrote. 1,800 songs. 1,800 songs. All from the heart. So, how long does it take you on average to write a song? If I'm on my way to the studio and the GPS says I'm 24 minutes out, I can get that song done within 24 minutes while driving to the studio. You Do you, like, rewrite, edit ever? Because it seems like they just come out and they're good from the beginning. <laughs> Some. Like, the big records, like, some of the big productions, like, there's, like, you know, Needle Fetish, was, I think I recorded that one, like, two, three times. Coming on Patrol, or I mean, wrote that one two or three times. Coming on Patrol, and I ended up going with just the first version I did on Needle Fetish. Coming on Patrol, uh, I think I ran it by Jairus, and he was like, hey, do this with it, do this with it, do this with it. And, and you know, it came out good, second second go around. Uh, not much difference from the first. You know, some of the big productions, yeah, but when I'm just shooting content to keep the Spotify monthly listeners r rolling in, you know, that's it. How did you and Jairus meet? Because you guys are uh, like a fucking awesome partner. Like I met him uh, through one of my best friends who actually passed away. He was my original engineer, uh, best friend. He's the whole reason why I'm in Cumberland, uh, Lawrence Young Marley Hester. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. Um, that's how I met Jairus. There was a bar right on Mechanic Street called Bugatti at the time. And uh, he said, hey, I got somebody I want you to meet. We ended up meeting Come to find out, we grew up in the same neighborhood together, pretty much the same 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 area down there in Howard County, and I guess we all, we we just clicked. You know what I mean? Solid dude. He, was that he was first? a DJ at the time when I met him? He was DJing down there. Was Needle Fetish the first music video you had shot together? Together, yes. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't my first video, but that was the first video we shot together um, under the Trailer brand. 
there's been several different rap rap egos, but under the Triller brand, that was the first. That was the first one that we did. What's your favorite music video that you ever shot? My you killed me in one of your music videos. You <laughs> Yo, so listen, Hood Purge is in my top three. That was Hood Purge. That's in my top three. I killed you, and you had killed Marley. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was payback for what, killing Marley. Around, around <laughs> yeah. Damn. So listen, it was it was all a good it was all a good faith, you know. But uh, I think Hood Purge is in my top three. Speaking of that one, um, I think my favorite video. Listen. Just to clarify, everybody, I did not know that they were going to burn a MAGA hat. Not like I ever wore one of those anyways. Oh, shit. I don't wear baseball caps. We didn't only burn a MAGA hat. We chased down MAGA supporters in the tunnel. you oh, got to watch yeah. that video in depth if you haven't really seen it. No, You're yeah, getting chased down in that one. Yeah. And in that same sense, you know, that was just... It was a theatrical. They so weren't yeah, actually that was, Yeah, that was, the, that was some theatrical, you know, <laughs> you got to keep up with the times and the shit that's going on. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm i not... We're not against everybody. I think what we, what we were against was, you know, the, the racial connotation that was behind that hat. The, you know, the protests, people getting ran over. There was a lot of, you know, the, the torches. You know, there was a lot of white supremacy that was coming out through that that hat do you think that it still has that now or you think that it's like almost oh hell yeah that's listen what it's certain shit that once it once it once it happens it happens and you can't go around it uh do i think donald trump is per se i think he's got some races you know some shit some shit behind him but in that same sense you know i think they the media once again they line a lot of shit up and they crucify you you know yeah, I mean, well, I don't. They kill. They kill. You know the story of Jesus. They kill. They kill Jesus. You know a lot of that's up for debate too. But they kill Jesus. They kill, the, you know, the Son of God, which is just a story, mind you. They kill the Son of God. I mean, they're gonna kill you too. So he he, he like was almost. Do you think he was compromised, or do you think that he was? Gen- I think that he did a lot of shit. You know, I think once you get to a certain status and a certain position in life, you start to feel untouchable. You know, but I don't think he's a bad guy. You think that he was? I liked him before he was a president. You know what I mean? I was, you know, yeah. Donald Trump was a role model for a lot of people. You know, one of the wealthiest men in the world. Everybody wants to, who doesn't want to be a billionaire? And then you know, you, you, you add New York in a mix, and you know, you had big buildings and lots of money and TV shows and books. He had had some good books that he wrote. Probably didn't write them. You know. Yeah. I read his books before he had before the whole presidential thing. Yeah, and think then, big and kick ass. Did you read that one? I didn't read that one. That's no. a good one. I read How to Think Like a Billionaire. I thought it was it was like a cool book. It was definitely like his sort of style of like mindset. But then after everything started happening with the presidency, I just did. It was like a. It was like kind of like the same thing with Kanye West. It's like I'll still listen to it. I'll just do it with the windows rolled up. You know. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I feel it. Like I don't really want to advertise that. Like. Uh, like I feel necessary support. I would like to believe that that he's not compromised and that like he is like uh, outside of all of the bureaucracy and all the political bullshit. But I'm also so curious as to like, is he just another one of the politicians? I don't know. You know how how you how could you possibly tell? I mean, I don't know. We're gonna see what happens this year. We're gonna see. Well, I guess that's 2024, right? Mm-hmm. The election. So we're gonna see what happens with 2024, and we'll see. People yeah. get crazy over elections. I think all this stuff is meant to divide us. We got to keep people divided to be a hundred percent. You know, I'm not, I'm not Republican or Democrat. 
you know, I'm not red or blue, but I've got very conservative views. You know, I, I heard someone say, whenever someone says I'm not Republican or Democrat, that means they're a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did say I've got very conservative views, but you know, I, uh, I stand, I stand with, you know, uh, listen, we talk money. We're talking a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff that the blue side really doesn't really want to, you know, the liberal side is really not backing that. You know, we want big tax breaks. We're chasing billions, you know. Yeah, it's it's nice to, uh, I mean, because that's one of the things that I feel like you could, it's nice to learn from people who make a shit ton of money is how to avoid taxes. Mm-hmm. Because, see, and that's what I say, you know, like everybody, who wants to pay taxes, you know? Nobody. <laughs> nobody. And yeah. Donald Trump was very successful at not paying them taxes. See, that'll get a whole, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on. If you say who hates the IRS, everybody's got their hands up. Everybody's got their hands up. Yeah. And they're hiring all sorts of new... uh, Except for Ron DeSantis. We're not voting for him. So I don't know if you've been following politics much, but... I I like to think of myself as political. DeSantis said he would eliminate the IRS, you know? That would be cool. Yeah, but he also is removing, you know, African-American studies out of Florida, Florida education, you know? Oh, yeah. He's he's you know he's outspoken and there's a lot of weird stuff going on with you know him and his wife a lot of it's just you gotta, you gotta do your research America. What do you think is the proper term? Because I was uh, talking to uh, this activist, I was talking to an activist a while ago. Actually, I've said before this, and uh, we were talking about the proper term for uh, I guess like European American, African American, and all that. Um, because you know like for example, I can't sing every word of your song. You know what I mean? And so, like, what's what's the proper? Term? I mean, me, I'm foundational Black American. You know, my roots are here in in, in yeah in America. My my family, you know, I've done my ancestry. My family, I've traced it down to the plantation, the farm that we were on. For real? Yeah, yeah. And it's only you know three four generations ago. Um, you know, my my great grandfather was an overseer. You know, and I, I would love to know more about that story. How he came to you know have a mulatto child with. My great great grandmother, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the stories stories go on far back, but uh, you know, I think unless you came here from Nigeria in the last ten fifteen years and then converted, then you would be African American. But for me, no. Yeah, I I feel like if we say African American, then I should be considered a European American. Yeah. Does that like does that make sense? You no. know, like Are you guys from Europe. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if like it's a Several generations ago. Okay. So from, like, we were from Germany. And yeah. so, but that was like my great, great, great grandfather. Indeed. So, Indeed. So I was like, you know, if, if someone whose great, great, great grandfather came from Africa and they're called African American, then it would make sense to call me European American. Because, like, I wasn't born. In, in a sense. Like, my ancestors weren't native. In a sense, for sure. In a sense, for sure. I know a lot of my family is native, though. You know, you look back at all, all, uh, all our family history, you know, we got a lot of fair-skinned, uh, fair-skinned black people in our family. You know, my whole whole side of my family, they got people lighter than me. You know, my son, he was just born, he damn near white. So it's like you you see all different shades of it, but uh, you guys came over here, you guys colonized. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, if I if I could uh, ever contribute anything to uh, to the conversation for whatever it could be worth which is probably very little. I think that uh, um, the major problem, uh, which, you know, just take it for whatever it is, I think one of the major contributing factors to um, the 
the dividing of the people is the terms that we use. Okay. Like left, right, yeah. red, blue, black, yeah. white. Yeah. Because I, like I was thinking, okay, so you know, I've uh, I've met some people close to this color, and I've met some people close to this color, but I've never met anyone that's like actually all the way black or actually all the way white. Because yeah. I paint skin, and skin is a combination of red, blue, and yellow. Okay. And then you mix all those together, and you get all your different tones, and okay. then you could add a little bit, make it darker and lighter. Indeed. And so I'm like. Black and white, for a visual perspective, is used to describe two opposite things that are like completely opposite. And so I wonder, like, if just subconsciously, just by saying those words, like, it's somehow people will hear that, or like, if they're somehow like making more of a difference than what's actually there, as opposed to like, there's probably more of a difference between, um, you know, like a woman and a man than there is between someone who could have a, a skin shape difference. Yeah, I mean, I think. We're living in weird times right now. You know what I mean? Everything's black and white, unfortunately. That's just how it is. You know what I mean? Everything's black and white, unfortunately. Um, I think a lot of that, like you're saying, it's meant to divide. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have a reason to, to conflict. I don't understand why everybody can't be in harmony, but at the same time, I do understand why everybody can't be in harmony. Life would be boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, especially if there is... People need a reason to hate, unfortunately. And that's what I've learned about life. And, you know, I'll be 37 this year. People need a reason to hate. They need a reason to oppose something. And I think life is about how you treat people. It's about what you put in it. And, you know, that can be reciprocated. And I think we're seeing a lot of that right now. You think we need a bad guy to know, like, what not to do? Like, is that what it is? Is like, we need something to say, like... Like to make us feel better, like that we need a bad guy. Is is that what why we need something to hate? I can't answer that. I see, you know, it's like I try and look at everything from the. That's one of my biggest downfalls. I try to see the good in everybody, um, regardless of what situation I know of them to be in, regardless of what I've seen. I keep looking for good in people. So how could that be a downfall? That sounds like a great perk. It is a great perk, but you know, that's a downfall to, you know, many different situations I've had in life. You know? Oh, so you had it to where maybe you I try to see the good in people knowing that they're bad. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like and that always backfires. Playing devil's advocate for someone. Oh, all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. So, I mean, I think that's that's life, though. Somebody's got to be a good guy. Somebody's got to be the bad guy. And uh, just make yourself the good guy. You know? If you can walk around and be happy and happy with what you are and being a good guy, then, you know, you don't got to really worry about all that hate. Do you consider yourself a good guy? Now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. It took some time. It took some perfecting. You know, uh, I, I had to learn a lot of lessons. I had to do a lot of stuff that, uh, um, you know, was bad. I had to I had to have a lot of learning lessons, you know. And, yeah, I consider myself a very good guy, an honorable man. I get up every day, go to work for my family, take care of my kids. You got a beautiful family. I appreciate a, that. A I appreciate family. that. Some badass kids, but they're good yeah. at the same time. Your sons are sharp too. Like they're, uh, I don't know, sharp. I guess is the a good word to put it. Like, they're well spoken. They're educated. Yeah, they're friendly. They got great people skills. Yeah, for sure. I think that rubs off. You know, you know. So I don't know how other people raise their families. Uh, I know how I was raised. I didn't have you know any male influence. 
Um, so I, I spent a lot of time being quiet, you know, just observing what other males were doing, how other males were moving. And, you know, that was how I, I became a man. You know, my kids are learning how to be a man from a man. And I think that's the difference. I think that confidence is that confidence radiates out of them, because you know that's how how I'm programming them. You know. Hell yeah! How are we doing? How are we doing on time? We're good. We're great. We're great. I just be looking around. Okay. Hell yeah! yeah it's just good. I didn't want to be holding you. Yeah. Up no, we're good. We're okay, good. Hell yeah! Where do you get that chain at? Uh, Benji. Benji, Benji the jeweler. Yeah. You Benji the jeweler. He can make a Mia Elijah thing one. Oh, he would, he would definitely crush it. Definitely What's crushing. the price range on those things? Like, what do they start off at? Uh, I mean, he's got all the different price ranges for different sizes. Uh, you know, anywhere from like eighteen hundred to you know eighteen thousand. Okay, I don't yeah. think I make enough money yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, fourteen thousand dollar contracts. You might as well just blow a bag on one one day. You know I'm what saving I mean? up for real estate. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's my main focus. Maybe one day I'm trying to stop buying jewelry and dumb shit. Hell yeah. What do you know? Maybe we'll find the right deal at the same time and we'll be competing on a bid for a house and we'll just figure to go in half on it. Yeah, maybe. I need a compound though. That's what I'm going for. Acres, you know. I'm trying to live off the land. Going to my own farming. Vegetables, produce, the healthy way. Hell yeah. Yeah. I grew up on a farm and we had such good food. Yeah. And then now it's so hard to find good food and the good food is so expensive. Yeah, well, you know, just take a short trip up to Garrett County. There's a lot of produce and stuff up there, you know, just on the side of the road. You can, you can snatch oh, up, yeah. you know what I mean? Like some of the meat markets, if you meat eater, you know, there's good meats here. You just got to look for it, know what to eat. Yeah. I, I, I trust people a lot more if they eat meat. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know any vegans? I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm not saying that they wouldn't be trustworthy. I'm not. You know, the vegans I know weren't pretty trustworthy, though. Now that you say that they weren't. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but see, I, no, no, no. Now that I think about it, that's why I stopped for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I knew some vegans that were just some fucking assholes. Yeah, because if you're lying to yourself, then you're gonna be lying to other people. Yeah, for sure. And and I feel like they're just pretending. But I think they, you know that they're like. I've done a lot of research on this topic. You know, I lost a lot of weight. By, Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, what, yeah, what, but what? I put a bunch back on just because, like, people, you know, people was looking at me like, "What's wrong with you? You got something going on?" Like, I'm like, eh, "Let me eat some food <laughs> for a little bit because I got too, I got too skinny." You know what I mean? I was wearing a medium from a two XL. You know what I mean? And you know, I'm comfortable. Like, some people can't lose weight and then gain it back. They get uncomfortable. Like, no, nah, I was I'm comfortable being fat. I've been fat all my life. You know, I like to eat. I like flavors. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to I don't want to deprive myself. But, you know, some of the things I started realizing was a lot of our store-bought foods are what causes this. Mm. You know, look at look at the ingredient list on anything. You're going to look at the ingredient list and half that shit that's on there, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? You, and then you're going to turn yeah. around and you're going to be like, are these the things that are contributing to cancers? Are these the things that are contributing to obesity? Contributing to my diabetes because I'm diabetic. You know, contributing to that, like what are all these things I'm putting in my body? Because, you know, when I lost all that weight, I was working out, I was in the gym, uh, I was eating very strict diets. You know what I mean? I wasn't putting all these chemicals in my body. I was eating grapes, I was eating apples, plums, you know, pears, peaches, uh, cauliflower, broccoli, spinach. There's no ingredient list on that stuff. Because it's whole, it's real. It's all natural. It's a real food. You know yeah. where I'm coming from? Meats. There's no preservatives in these meats because I'm getting them, I'm getting, you know, straight from the butcher, I'm cooking them up, grilling them up, 
Yeah, we've confused uh, food-like products for food. Exactly. There's a lot of, uh, you know, GMO, genetically modified. Yeah, well, that's the weird thing is whenever it looks like a real food and then you find out afterwards they're doing some scientific yeah, shit yeah, to it on the side. Yeah. My buddy was telling me the other day, he, uh, he knows somebody that owns a Purdue farm and you know, chicken comes in this big and in six weeks it's fully mature, you know, ready to be mm. slaughtered and put on side of a, a plastic pack. <laughs> Sorry, what do you have on your pinky? Which one? Oh, I've got a K. My wife does nails. Shout out Kelsey oh, nailed it. Wow. Yeah, I gotta yeah. get them redone. I'm, That's and, some and, fine detail. Yeah, it's a K and then a Playboy bunny. Is that a stamp or does she hand paint that? She hand paints everything. Are you fucking serious? Can yeah. I see that? Yeah, let me show you some matter of fact, another time I'll show you some art. Okay, okay. And and her art is insane and, and the fact that you know, she does this on nails, you know, this surface, this tiny little surface, and she's got these tiny little paint brushes. And the detail that she can do with nails is insane. Are, she should Yeah, do shout out Kels nailed it. She's shout been out doing Kel- nails. Shout she, out Kelsey, yes. Yeah, she's been doing it uh, going on two years ever since we came back from Hawaii. She you know, she was like, you know what, I, I, I really want to quit my job and I really just want to pursue this nail tech thing. And I said, do it. And then I, I blew my mind, you know what I mean? But yeah, That's she, she keeps me right too. So. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, happened with, with Marley. She was just like, I want to quit my job and let's let's do this yeah time. and uh shout out us for supporting our significant others you know what i mean yes because it always is fruitful and successful and so on the back to the healthy eating that was the thing the ingredient list yeah the, the ingredient list that was the thing that had got me onto healthy eating the lady that i was eating with she was like 50 something and she was she was really really hot and um she was just like in really good shape and, um, and so she said, I asked her about some health ideas and she said, here, I got the easiest way to do it. She said, just don't eat any food until you know what every single ingredient is. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is read the ingredient list. If you don't know it, just look it up and find out what it is. When you find out what it actually is, you don't even want to eat it anymore. No. So that's the, that's, that was the, it became actually really easy. Cause I was yeah. like, oh wait, what's all in an Oreo? And then you go find out all these things. It's like, wait, this was, te- this tested positive as carcinogenic carcinogenic this is bad for you this is yep. got all sorts this is used in uh you know like uh tank lubricant this yeah. isn't even supposed to be eaten by yeah. humans yeah. and then you're like oh wait some of that shit isn't food grade but it's in your food you know what i mean and yeah. then you put that shit in the microwave which i don't i haven't eaten microwave foods since 2021 i i disconnected you think, you the microwave. microwave might be unhealthy i guarantee you that shit is terrible for you oh my god i eat microwave food i nope i've thrown my microwave away i haven't thrown it away because it's attached to the it's you know it's one of those over the stove units yeah it's just taking it. up space our children do not eat microwave food in my house do you at least use it to store stuff in there now no i don't i don't you think there's chemicals <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but listen that shit is a microwave it's radioactive we're sending you know it's yeah we're sending energy at our our food so electric what, ra- rays and waves at our food. What I heard is that what it's doing is it's getting the water molecules to vibrate, and that's why how it heats. Uh, okay, cool. Is that not interested? Listen, I'm just not interested in it. it melts your plastic. It does a yeah. lot of stuff. We can put the tinfoil hat on too. Okay. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does a <laughs> lot of shit. And like I said, so like another another reason why I I put weight back on too is because I wanted to do this journey all over again. But I wanted to document it this time before I was like unsure of it. You know, people try things. They don't know if it work, it's going to work. I didn't even, I, I just wasn't focused on it. I took a few pictures. But this time I want to document it. I've got a book I'm writing. You know what I mean? Not a long book, but, you know, a book that'll tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. And we'll put it out there and we'll see what that does. But I think there's a huge for market for health. 
Um, I think there's a lot of unhealthy people out here. I think that, you know, what you put in your body dictates how your moods are, dictates how your your day is going to go. You know, I see people every day, they wake up, they're sluggish, they're tired. You know, even me, when I eat like shit, I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, am I really doing this? You know? Garbage in, garbage out. Oh, yeah, then, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've noticed that too. I've actually noticed it with not even just food, but with uh, like things where you're feeding your mind ideas. Maybe you're around someone that's negative or, or someone who's uh, who's just always criticizing and, and never has anything never has anything good to contribute. It's always just like somehow they're they're just trying to put down everybody. It's about energy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's funny you say about not trusting vegans because <laughs> <laughs> let me run back to that for a second. You know, you, you slaughter an animal, you know, think about those those animals last moments. Is that meat really that tender? You know what I mean? That, that animal, it, it went through hell. Its last moments were hell. It's not like it just died casually and, okay, there was it died of natural causes. It lived a fat, healthy life. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, we're, we're loading that cow up. We're taking it to the slaughterhouse. It's unfamiliar with all the sounds and everything that's going on around it. So now it's freaking out. It's high anxiety. And you put it in that situation and it's like, it's standing there like, when a fucking sphere goes right through its head. It's mm. dead. There was an autistic, It's just all anxiety. Yeah. It's an anxious cow. You know what I mean? Do you ever have it where you eat, uh, like you eat something, you can tell like this was an unhappy animal, or then you eat something, it's like, damn, this animal actually lived a good life? Because I feel uh, like I can tell that. No, I don't think I can tell that, but you know, I can tell, uh, it's why I don't like to eat out so much, because I don't like anybody preparing my food think energy transfers you know you know uh water stores energy we know this everything stores energy plants store energy i don't know if you're into that sort of thing or not but like plants store energy i talk to my plants every day i got plants growing in my house that are just fruitful and they're growing yeah love my plants i tell my plants i love them and they're beautiful my plants that i've neglected it shows they're dead you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so it's like if you if you Put good energy into things. It's going to be good for you. You keep eating that nasty-ass McDonald's food that's prepared by angry-ass fucking people every day. Your body's going to be angry as shit. Not all McDonald's are created equal. No, not the at all. One, the one right down the street is probably one of the worst ones. I've this is probably the worst one. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Queen City, y'all need to get your act together. Yeah, it's... it's uh... Especially when I want to cheat and fuck around and have a, a damn steak, egg, and cheese bagel. And y'all don't got the breakfast sauce on there or the onions. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, like, you know, yeah, yeah, listen, and it's not just McDonald's, it's everywhere, especially Chick-fil-A, you know what I mean? Everybody ain't happy there. It ain't all roses and spring peaches. They're like, go bite their, grit their teeth when they say my pleasure sometimes. Yeah, my pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. But sometimes it's so nice, though, when you go to a place and people are act like, they make you feel good to Mm -hmm. eat there. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like there's way less chance of food poisoning when you go to a place like that. If yeah. people just make you feel good. And yeah, I think when smile. they when the owner's involved, you know what I mean? Uh, when, the, when, the, when the food is good for you, when it's healthy, yeah, absolutely, man. There was a girl who just got stabbed and oh. killed over sweet and sour sauce. Okay, I saw that in, the, in the media. Okay. Yeah. yeah, That seems like that would be made up, right? No, That's but, you know, <laughs> let's think about it. We get a bunch of people who are young as hell. They get drunk and they go in the middle of the night to go get some McDonald's. And they ain't got no home training, and then they're upset over some sweet and sour sauce. Excuse me. Some shit might happen. 
So have you ever had a close call like that? Because I'm guessing based off of your lyrics or based off of what I know about you is that you probably grew up somewhat around some people who were maybe possibly dangerous or like some shitty situations. Because like I, I've been in like some, some places where, you know, like, have you ever had any close calls where it's like you're, you felt like you were lucky to make it out alive? Plenty. Plenty. But no, I didn't grow up. Or I actually grew up in uh, one of the most affluent communities in Maryland, uh, Howard County, Maryland, um, in Columbia, Maryland. Um, I grew up around a bunch of rich kids who had dads. They had moms. A lot of these people's square footage on their house is, you know, five digits. Like, a lot of people were, were well-to-do. You know what I mean? You know, 5,000, 6,000 square foot homes. Uh, you know, that's how I started having all my come-ups. I was attracted to the street life. How did you get to the streets from there? Because my mom wasn't, my mom worked. She worked for the federal government, you know, mm. she worked with the airplanes. So it's like, uh, she was always busy. She was always, and you know, she created a very good life for me, but I was a rebel. You know, I'm the son of two U.S. soldiers and didn't have a dad in my life. So the only thing I gravitated towards was all the people who who I, who I clicked with, you know, people without dads, people with no direction, you know, the, the class clowns. You know, I didn't want to do schoolwork, so where did they put me at? Remedial classes. Now I'm around these people. Now I'm going to see what their home life is like. Oh, we can smoke weed in their house. Oh, we can do this in their house. Oh, yeah, I like this life. Now I'm trapped in this life. Now I can't get out because no one's telling me, get out. So, yeah, I had some situations. I had a, a similar uh, thing too, where I would be at, at friends' house, like right when my, when my parents got a divorce, and uh, I'd be like, "Yeah, they like they could smoke weed in here or do whatever, smoke cigarettes in here." It's dope. Like, this is way cooler when you're a kid than my and, house. Yeah, when you're yeah. a kid and you have nobody, you know, telling you to. Otherwise, what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna jump head first in there. Have you ever had any close calls around here? Like in Cumberland, or, or were you out of that by the time you could come down to Cumberland? No, were you out of the streets. Uh, I can't really comment on that right now. Okay, but have, so do you feel like that you've been uh, that like now that you've I think been I was here? calmer here than I've ever been anywhere because I came here to really to retire. I, I chose this to come here because I wanted to relax. I didn't ever plan on being in the public eye when we put that song out. I wanted to put the song out. But that was the worst thing. That was the most detrimental thing for me ever doing anything in the future in the streets. Why, why was that? Because everybody knew who I was. It wasn't, don't just blend in anymore. So you think it almost like put a giant target on your back? Indeed. 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 For sure. Uh, you create haters. You create jealousy, envy. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm already not from here. So my mentality is not that of the average citizen here. Uh, it's quite unfair. I think about it all the time while raising my children. You know, how I grew up, I just thought about it. I was down down in Columbia this weekend visiting family. I'm sitting there thinking it's it's not fair. The differences in how I grew up and most people who grew up, that's why I don't respond to a lot of shit. Y'all have had some hard lives. People have some hard lives. I had some hard times myself that shaped who I am today. But the other side of that is I chose that. Yeah. Some people don't have a choice. How old do you think people are, though, before it's like, okay, you've had your opportunity to break it out? Or do you think that some people never have their opportunity to break it out? Break out what? Like, break, so, like, for example, for me, like, I feel like there was a time whenever I, like, was into the underworld of society and, like, I was just totally cut off from anything that was, like, normal. And okay. it was just, like, all, like, 
it was all just kind of like uh like it was just, i felt like i was in the streets i was 32 like, when i got out the streets i was I 32 like i was like 20 okay so i was 32 when maybe i got out the streets 20, maybe like 23 yeah i was 32 when i got out of the streets and you know i didn't really get into the streets until i was 18 19 you know i was like trickling you know we were selling weed you know we had pounds of weed in high school you know what i mean we had a couple of us had guns but you know i really wasn't doing no street shit until i left my mother's house and then it was like i was fending for myself then you know, I, I i'm not afraid of too much you know what i mean so that's what got me into the trouble you know so, but there's some people who it's like you said, there are some people who are born into that. Facts. Like, like me and you weren't born into it. Me and you just kind of descended in there just because we needed something exciting, I guess, or we need something different or whatever the reason could be. But so we ended up finding our way out. Uh, good congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah, right on. Uh, we're both here alive. So yeah, right wonderful. on. Um, but so I wonder though about people who are in this and it seems like they're in this cycle and they can't ever get out. I wonder at what point does it become like, are you a, just a victim of circumstance, or at what point does it be like, all right, come on, you've had your chance. To get I think your life once together. you listen, that's what reason why I, I I drove in the fact that I was thirty two when I got out of it was because my my mentality was that of a juvenile still all through my twenties. Once again, like even after having kids, it took me till my my eighth kid being born. We got nine kids. My eighth kid being born for me to really say, bro, settle the fuck down. What are you out here doing this for? What are you out here doing that for? You got people that love you and rely on you every day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I started looking at a lot of the stuff, the, you know, the conflicts I was into and the, the things that were being made up and said about me. I'm like, the streets don't love nobody. It doesn't matter what you do out here, who you help out, who you put on. These fucking people don't love you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I found that out uh, whenever something uh, difficult happens. Whenever shit hits the fan, you find out who your real friends are. And a lot of times, uh, it, it, uh, for me, I would find out the friends were none. And, and then it would be like, oh, damn, the only person by my side right now is Marley. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, whenever we had gotten uh, our door kicked in and raided, like, it was like... I thought I was felt like I was so popular up to that point. Like I felt like I have so many friends. Everybody loves me. Overnight, it was like nobody returns my calls. Nobody wants to hang out anymore. And I was like, oh shit, we're literally just all alone. All of that was just some. Maybe they were there just because like it was nice because they got free weed to smoke or they had they had you know like they, there was more money around whenever. But now that that's gone, mm -hmm. they didn't care anything about what we were doing. See, what did it for me was 2016, I was 29 years old, uh, and that record came out that everybody knows me for, and my birthday was October 24th. We were in Quad Studios in New York City, that's when I signed the contract. My 30th birthday, that was my 30th birthday, right? Mm -hmm. So... That December, or was it January? It was January. That January, I had taken some time and went out to Denver. And I moved to Denver, and I was pursuing some stuff out there, some other endeavors. And uh, I got real sick, and I ended up in the hospital on the way back from Vegas. We had just, Jairus and I had just shot a video uh, in Vegas for a song called Just Might. 
and which that one is a, a really gangster music video too. yeah and everything we, we, everything about that song happened here in Cumberland and if you really know you know if he was there he was there and a lot of us were there for that check so, out the music yeah video. yeah just my it's we, we filmed it in Vegas um, it's a vibe. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I was out west then at that time. Well, I had gotten sick driving back from Vegas. It started in Vegas. I, I couldn't, I just couldn't digest anything. Couldn't hold anything down. Uh, I was putting Gatorade in my body, throwing it back up immediately. Putting water in my body, throwing it up back up. Uh, people I was with at the time, I said, hey, "We got to drive back to Denver now." We started driving back to Denver. Get pulled over. No one got a license in the car, including me. Oh my, my license God. was revoked at the time. <laughs> we in Beaver fucking Utah, right? On the way back. And uh, they impound the car. And uh, I end up getting chauffeured to a hotel. End up having no license, no fucking debit cards, nothing. Just the cash that was on me. Ended up uh, finding a way out of there. One of my homies back home got me out of there. And uh, made it back to Denver. By the time I made it back to Denver... Uh, I was sleeping almost 20 hours a day straight, not even waking up, just sleeping 20 hours a day. I checked myself in the hospital there. They're running all these tests on me. And they say, when's the last time you uh, took your insulin, sir? And I look at them like, what do you mean the last time I took my insulin? I said, I'm not diabetic. And they're like, sir, when is the last time you took your insulin? Please like, be honest with us. And I was like, what are you talking about? So your sugar's at a 700-something right now. And I looked at him, and I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not diabetic. You've never been diabetic in your life before? I'm like, no. And like, they end up admitting me at that point for two weeks in the hospital. Come to find out, I'm fucking diabetic. You know what I mean? And it's all the lifestyle choices I was making, the way I was eating, the way I was on the road, the way I was just eating bullshit all the time, drinking bullshit. I didn't drink water for like four or five years, Eli. What? I didn't drink water for like four or five years. What the fuck was you repeating black? No, that shit was gold. <laughs> I was pissing gold. You feel me? It, it was just, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, I'll take another one too. Thank it was, you. it was terrible, and you know, uh, from that point on, it was like my life changed because I was having all the sicknesses that I had been having throughout the years were more frequent. You know, and then I ended up spending, thank you so much, I ended up spending uh, more time in the hospital than I had really planned on doing. And I'm fucking dying from this, dying from that. And, uh, you know, I'm tied all in, I'm bringing it back to business, I'm laying my plan here. And my wife, who I'm with now, she was the only one who was right there by my side. She was the only one who, you know, had no ulterior motives who wasn't like man we need to get back out here to film these videos we need to get back out here to do these shows we need to get back out here to do this music uh these clothes whatever it was i had my hands into at that time you know the only thing i was hearing from the peanut gallery was we need to get back to business so i can get on your level or we can make this you know what i mean and that shit was hard for me because there was only one person who wasn't asking anything of me and they were the only person who was standing there by my bedside. Just asking for you to get, like, I hope you Just get to get well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, for me, that, that showed me so much. And I spent a lot of time sick here. I came back to, came back to Maryland. Um, I drove back from Maryland. And on my drive back, I was getting real sick. Or I drove back from Colorado to Maryland. 
And uh, I packed, I had a BMW at the time, packed that thing up with all my shit, drove, just left in the middle of the night. Get back here, I'm fucking dying, bro. Hospital admits me right as soon as I pull in, you know? And there's only one person who was there by my side, and that's the boss. So, you know, I, I come to realize life will have a lot of people in it, but there's only going to be a few that are genuinely there. Mm-hmm. Your family, your significant other, if they're really there in it for you. You know, we're living in a tough time right now where people aren't really what you see at face value. And that's a lesson I learned. Yeah, I always think of that as like a, a, a gem or a treasure or just something that's just so immensely valuable that it's just, you know, if you find someone like that, like, don't fucking let them go over mm. anything. Like, fight for them to stay around. Do yeah. everything you can. I mean, because that's how I felt with Marley. Because she broke up with me right after we got together. Okay. And uh, I had to, like, fight to get her back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that was one of the things that she says. Like, man, I had never had people fight over me like that. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, a physical fight. But I was a loser at the time. Her, She had gotten back with her ex-boyfriend, who was also a loser. Mm-hmm. And I was down in Florida because I had warrants out up here and we had just started dating and i just kind of like dipped out and she was like i'm not gonna date someone who's like not even here and so yeah. I, I was calling her on the phone from down there i was like yo marley i was like i know i'm a loser right now wow but i'm not going to be and that guy you're with is still gonna be a loser yeah. and i guarantee uh you could see him wandering about the streets yeah like all the junkies who wander about the streets I was one of the junkies wondering about the streets. That's the only reason I'm calling people out like that because, yeah, I, w- I was there too. So I know what it's like. Yeah. I ended up making it out. And so I had to fight for it. And she was still like, I'm, I'm not really sold on this. This doesn't really seem like a I good feel idea. It. I feel it. I have a very similar story. You know what I mean? Uh, that was one of the reasons why I packed up all my shit and left in the middle of the night, came back home. You know, uh, the person that I was, you know, in that time frame, uh, Leading up to that time, you know, leading up to all this, you know, 20 years of being in the streets, you know, 20 years of of fucking off and not really paying attention to what I'm doing and who I'm doing it to, you know, started as a juvenile, a couple pounds of weed, a couple guns, you know, stealing cars, doing all this other wild shit. It just, it it develops into other shit, especially when you don't get caught. You just yeah. keep going further. Oh, let's go further. Let's do this. Now we're doing suicide runs from California to Maryland, 100 pounds in the trunk. You know what I mean? And just throwing them in there. And there's no concealment. It's just vacuum seal. You know, now we're taking big federal risks. You know what I mean? And it's like the, the shit that you learn from it all is this. Life is precious. Life is short. You know what I mean? The, the people that you spend it with are going to make and break you. The person you lay down with every single night can either be your success or your detriment. I've had previous relationships where, you know, I was part of the reason why shit was so shitty. But, you know, there's a, another half to that that has to own up to what it is that they, that they created. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you look at life then and you look at life now and you see, you know, it's like a famous saying that we say in, in the music shit. A year from now, we'll see who's working. Who was mean? A year from now, we'll see who's working. Who's, we'll see who's working. Who's really working. Now, everybody can say anything right now. Oh, this, that, and the third. But let's see what it's like in a year from now. Let's see what happens a year from now. Where that person is a year from now. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are still fucking losers. Or better yet, 10 years from now. Bro, 10 years from now is even worse. I look back at people from 10 years ago and I'm like, damn, you ain't figured it out yet? What are we doing? You're not growing at all mentally? You're not growing at all spiritually? What are we doing, y'all? 
You know what I mean? And like I said, the person you lay down next to every single day is going to determine, you know, your net worth, you know, what it is that, you know, who is in your network. I, I don't know if Marley's done this for you, but my wife has like really helped me out because sometimes, like I said, I see the two good in people. And my wife is like, look, that person is a fucking snake. I think it's the opposite. With Get us. away from that fucking person. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And she's like, don't you fucking see it? And I'm like, hold up. I do that. Don't I do that, Marley? I'm I do like, that to my wife, too, though. You <laughs> feel like, because like, I see shit that she doesn't see. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'll call shit. You know, the females, they'll be like, that person's kind of fucking sketchy, don't you think? And, and you know, that's, that's iron sharpening iron, steel sharpening steel. You know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. trying to keep each other on point. And I think that's a success in, you know, in my life is, you know, when I got with her, I was putting, I put needle fetish out, you know, my life changed drastically, you know, from the direction of, Hey, does this, does this sound good? You know, if you ever have somebody in your ear, who's constantly telling you you're a piece of shit, you ever had that before? You start to believe that you're, yeah. you start to believe that you're a piece <laughs> no of shit. Of yeah. You, you start, yeah. people tell you you're a fat piece of shit. You start, Oh, I'm a fat piece of shit. Until you get with somebody who's like, Oh, you're the sexiest fat person ever, and you're so smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, like I am that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You start to own shit that people once tried to make as a flaw. You know what I mean? And then it changes your perspective. It's like pouring into pouring into cups. Your your cup that you're pouring into, you want it to be fruitful. My wife was talking about this the other day. You know, sometimes I've poured into cups from an empty cup. But when I'm pouring into that cup, that cup at the bottom's got a fucking hole in it and it's just running through it and we're wasting our time. You know, you got to make sure the people you're surrounding yourself with are building you up and helping you get to success. And I think that's what I admire about you too is you seem to feed off each other oh, and yeah. you, you bring each other up and the success is there. Absolutely. It's apparent. Yeah, she's good at the things Look I'm at your at. friends from 10 years ago, my friend. And yeah. where the fuck are they at? Look at what you're doing. Look at how the quit in you. Like I saw something powerful the other day. You don't quit. When you quit, you could be quitting right at the the brink of it all. Mm -hmm. And you gave up too fucking soon. So one of the things that I've seen people use that quit as like an excuse to keep doing the same thing that ain't working. Yeah. I'm not gonna quit. And you know, like I think the pivot is one of the best tools for an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, cause if I wouldn't have pivoted to painting and still been doing tattoos, yeah, I would have been hating my life. Yeah. Cause I did not enjoy doing tattoos like I did painting. I mean, I enjoyed it, but like not like I did painting. And then if it wasn't for the pivot to murals, I was like, I have to kind of like put aside this old thing and move forward. And there's just been like a lot of that where it's like, oh, now this town isn't quite working right now. Like we got to pivot, travel somewhere else for a month. That's and so like, I feel like a lot of times people use that, like, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And then it's like they're just uh, like they're talking to the uh, themselves and themselves as a brick wall. So that's like the streets. You got to pivot. You know what I mean? If hand grenades aren't selling, you got to switch up and move to missiles. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. got to pivot. It's, 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 it's all in the same sense. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's so that's so cr crucial. Yeah. So I want back to the streets. Okay. So I'm wondering because I for a while I thought everybody has infinitely divine potential that anybody could do anything if they really set their minds to it. And then I met some people who I really started to question if like, if like, you know, like, God damn, maybe you just, maybe you're just brain doesn't work. Or you're just too damn stupid to get it. But I don't know if you're ever going to change your situation. It seems like you got your mind made up. Like you're going to be who you are and all the potential for good has just like 
like you're just you're not going to try that anymore yeah like i wonder because we live in a country where people are are treated with that divine right even if they've even if they've been convicted as a criminal we're still like you know we have unalienable like uh human rights that you can't take away from we all have some sort of infinite potential that, that lies within us um but what is it that that takes someone from where they're in a shitty situation whether they be in the streets or whether they have depression or whether they're overweight or whatever the problem that they have is to where they could get themselves out of it because sometimes it could be someone else that's helping them out sometimes it could be considered divine intervention is it just sheer will is that the only thing that breaks you out like is it a combination of different things one word four letters grit grit is everything if you don't have enough grit, you will be stuck in whatever it is. It's like where I was going with that just a second ago. I was going to say, you got to turn to quit to grit. All that quitting, all that quitting mentality, if you use that same amount of energy and put it in and, and, and you grit your way through it, you'll overcome anything. Isn't that the name of your new song? Gritting. Yeah. Nice plug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch Gritting. Yeah, watch Gritting. Yeah, gritting. <laughs> but yeah, but you got to take the quit, excuse me, the quit <laughs> and turn it to grit. And I really mean yeah. that. And and if you do that, your life will change drastically. Uh, I've quit a lot of things. You know where I'm coming from? Before they had a chance to fully blossom. And I learned, you know, I learned at a late age. And, you know, this is why it's so crucial to have good people in your corners. Because if you learn early, you're full of wisdom, right? Everything you learn early is going to dictate your future. Mm-hmm. So if you put a lot of grit into your upbringing of your children now they're not going to have much quit in them at all i promise you that and me i was just full of quit i'm quitting this i get started i'm quitting that i'm quitting this i'm quitting that i I did airbrush art for a while you know what i mean like i was doing that and i was getting good at it and i quit it i tried to pick it up some years ago and i'm like oh this shit is crazy where did you get the grit from the grit came in uh once you start looking at what it is you want in life and how you're going to get to it. Mm. So basically... you got to have a solid plan for the grit. You can't just be like, grit your teeth together. No, nah, you gotta, you got to actually put in work. So you know it's I mean? like about your mindset. You're going in there, you're thinking about the future. And All you're thinking about You're thinking about what is your desired outcome. All. 100% mindset. 100% mentality. 100% what we're doing to get... What steps we're taking to do this. That was one of the, the changes for me too, is I saw hope for the future and I feel like that's a big one where if you don't believe it that you could make it out of whatever it is you're going to do you're not going to persist whenever the challenge no. arises no um, but if you believe that you that you could find a way to make it through then you're going to start looking for ways mm-hmm. and if you're not looking for ways you ain't going to find shit no never you won't um, I've seen a lot of you know a lot of good things come from people who never quit and that was where it changed for me have you ever seen Lord of the Rings no I quit. You quit the movie? I quit the movie. Okay, okay, so <laughs> it was too long. The, the old, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, And this is the first 20 minutes. You're familiar with Gandalf, right? The, at least the old wizard guy? Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay, so um, that guy, did you ever hear of Ian McClellan before he was like 60? No. And then he, bang, he's in like every movie. And yeah. he's like the cool old guy, the cool old wizard in like every movie after that. Yep. But he was an actor. Yeah. He just never quit. Yeah. And then he had his blow up. And yep. then, you know, like Ray Kroc, the guy who made McDonald's famous. Yep. Never he never quit. Yeah. He never have you seen that documentary? I've seen a few different McDonald's things. Yeah. There's a what's the one called on Netflix? There's a really good one on Netflix about uh he approaches he's like selling uh medical equipment 
and he's like in his like late fifties. I thought he was selling like milkshake machines or some shit. Well, that's how he. That's how. Okay. It, yeah, yeah. So he's selling medical equipment, and then so it, that's not going anywhere. And then he starts doing the milkshake okay, yeah, machines. That's what I thought. He yeah. approaches, and then he approaches the McDonald's brothers, and he's yeah. like, "Oh wow, this is like the most successful restaurant I've ever seen." Yeah. Let's franchise, and they're like, "No, we already tried it. Don't work." Yeah. He ended up working some magic with like. Finessing it to where it was like a real estate acquisition, yeah. not like a brand acquisition. Well, McDonald's, if you don't actually know, I mean, or you may know, McDonald's' main business is real estate. Yeah. They that was some, Ray Kroc. They got was... somebody for the meat. They got somebody for the potatoes. They got somebody for the produce. You know what I mean? That's their, their main business. Their main forte is real estate, y'all. That's it. They get you a building. They make sure it's going to do well there. Boom, you got a million dollars. It's what? a guaranteed million dollars on McDonald's, by the way. What percent? Really? It's a guaranteed million dollars. You're guaranteed to make a million dollars if you can own a franchise. What percentage of American real estate do you think is owned by China? <laughs> That's deep. I don't know. What percentage do you think is owned by Bill Gates? I don't know. Like Maybe like 3%, which is still probably a huge amount. Probably a big chunk. But I just saw something the other day that I thought was interesting. I saw a listing for 60,000 acres for sale in Texas. And I'm like, went to that website and I start seeing all these plots of land that are like in the hundreds of thousands, 200,000s. And I'm like, so there are people out here that are just selling infinite space here in America for millions and millions of dollars. Who's buying it all? Yeah. I wonder who whenever... wants hundreds of thousands of acres of forestry. Yeah. Well, and for what purpose? If you see all that, I wonder then, like, I really question, like, the overpopulation thing. Like, yeah, we're not. This seems like there's a lot of space. Okay, so you work We're on... We're populated in fucking little areas. We're overpopulated in these areas. New York City's sinking, like, what, half a, half an inch a year or something like that? Mm. Something crazy is sinking. You know, those there's pyramids many, aren't sinking out in Egypt, though. Too many people. There's no... Yeah, but like I'm saying, there's too many people, too many structures on that land. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do, wind, do you think wind turbines work? Yeah. Like, are they, are they, are they, is it a net plus, a net positive for like the 100%. environment? 100%. I've heard some people like poke fun at them before and say like sure. that they cost more energy than what they produce. Not true. Not true. That's not true. Well, I'm learning from an expert. So yeah, I'm that's not, not true at all. <laughs> that's not true at all. The only problem that people have is that that energy does not get used or uh, dispersed in their local regions. Mm -hmm. That's all it really is. Because like the stuff we're doing here probably goes to fucking... Florida, not Florida, but New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. I they could know. send the energy that far. I mean, I don't know how it works, but it works. And if you can figure out how to store energy, you're going to be freaking filthy rich because they haven't figured that out yet. How to store and transport energy. They need to figure out how to get the salt out of the ocean and just, uh, you know, they'll never have to worry about clean water again. There you go. Have you ever seen the gravity lights that they have in Africa? No. Bro, these are so cool. No. So they they were like solar panels. What are you gonna do with solar panels in the winter time? The sun's not there. Mm. But you know what never sleeps? Gravity. Mm. So because these families, it was like a whole entire villages where their families would spend like one third of their income on kerosene, and they would have one little kerosene lamp. The children would all gather around and do their homework. The dad would be doing his paperwork, and the mom would be cooking dinner, and that would be one third of the family's income would all be on these kerosene lamps for the whole entire village and then so they invented this light where it has a little motor in it and then you have a weight attached to it you like reel it up you put the weight there and it has a light bulb and mm. then the weight slowly pulls down 
and it cranks the motor and charges up the battery. Oh, that's crazy. And then and then all you have to do is just roll it back up and it just it could you could do it indefinitely. Mm. And and so it costs them, you know, like after three weeks it pays for itself. And then they're not spending one third of their income. That's on, awesome. On, uh, we waste a lot of money on dumb shit here in America. Yeah, they're over there worried about gravity. Yeah, that's a dope concept right there. Yeah, they needed more people thinking outside the box like that. Yeah, I, I'm big on it. You know, I've done oil and gas work. I've done solar work. I've done wind work. I think wind energy is my favorite out of them all. Um, that's a whole other political conversation in itself. But what, what about nuclear energy? I think that serves its purpose too. What the fuck do you think they used to build the pyramids with? Do you think they used like uh, some sort of energy that could have been lost? Have you ever looked into the pyramids? So here's what I'll say to you about that. If you want to go down that down that yeah, you wrote hole. a song called Cairo. By yeah, the way. if you want to go down that rabbit hole, shout out Cairo. Um, <laughs> if you want to go down that rabbit hole, uh, I think that you know this is just me. Mm-hmm. I'm not wrong or right because it's just an opinion. Uh, I think that there was. Uh, a different level of intelligence that was wiped out at some point in time. I think that we are greedy individuals and, you know, eventually it catches up to us. Um, I can't tell you how they built that shit. I can tell you that it structurally, it's insane. It's mathematically on point. Um, there's been some really interesting theories on how it was built. Uh, but I think that, that, you know, we're not the only life form out here. I believe that we're actually all aliens. I don't know when we came here to Earth, but, you know, I firmly believe if we have all this technology that we have now and, you know, technologies that we have is 20 years behind, the government's 20 years ahead on their technology. So it's like, where are we really doing here, guys? Where does our knowledge come from? Where is all this? I believe that, you know, we had some shit beforehand yeah. that got wiped out. Well, the, here's where I think it could be practical. Like, in can, order to monopolize shit, you got to keep people at a certain level. Yeah, you have to make sure you're one step ahead. Indeed. If the teachers at step two, step two, and the students at step one, they can still be the teacher. Indeed. So, like, here's where I think that, like, wondering about those things could be actually practical instead of just being like, well, what about this, and going off of some theories or whatever. It's like, okay, so the, the with the pyramids. They had that shit lined up with like math and proportions into the stars, into the sunrises, into the changes of the seasons, and Indeed. all these and all these beautiful, wonderful ratios. Indeed. And I'm thinking they don't build buildings like that anymore. Mm-mm. How much better would a city be or a neighborhood be if it was all the houses were built to whenever people wake up, the sunrise hits their bedroom and mm. the sunlight beams in, and to where the whole entire town is gridded out with perfect mathematical geometry. And so that's why I think that like looking into that of how they would do it is going to give us better answers on how to build better cities because maybe some of the problems of why some cities have such bad problems just because they were built bad and it's like a de-optimization chamber for human beings and they Indeed. just go there and it just it makes their life harder and it doesn't really make it very easy look at look at the uh the conditions in which a lot of people live in they get blackout curtains they black everything out they don't want the sunlight you know what i mean that's got a you know lack of vitamin d is going to be the biggest depressant Mm. You know, so think about it. The life you choose to live is ultimately going to dictate what you want. go back to it. It's good. Excuse me, what you put in your body, who you surround yourself with, what you let into your body. You know what I mean? What you, the, I'm talking the sun rays. 
You know what I mean? Look at Alaska. It's dark six months out of the year, and those people are committing suicide. Suicide rates are at an all-time high over there. For real? Yeah. You ain't never did that research? No. Yeah. People commit suicide all the time. Six months of darkness. I, I, yeah, I suicide rate's there. way higher there than it is in fucking Hawaii. I can promise you that much. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, man. Like, You ever heard of the artist Alex Gray? No. Okay. He paints some real... Uh, like DMT type paintings okay. where yeah. it's uh, like he'll paint a human being but he'll paint like their nervous system or like he'll paint like their endocrine system that's dope and so he's like he went and dissected bodies you know like old renaissance style that's but creepy then he took that <laughs> he took that and then combined it with like I'm gonna be like a psycho not psychedelic explorer yeah but he went up to the the north pole and he walked, he said he went and like walked around where the sun just spins above your head mm. and he went and tripped and just, he said he just went and, and like had the sun spin mm. over his head all day. And, uh, I don't really know where I was going with that, but, uh, I think that is proof that the earth is round at least. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm definitely not a flat earther, you know? I don't know what to believe on that either, but definitely I don't think the world's flat, you know? Yeah. I got to spend some time in nature on LSD once, which I highly recommend that people do at least once in their life in a right controlled environment you know what i mean and uh i got to watch trees breathe you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think you got to be mature for this sort of thing i don't think it's something that you run out and do uh, i think it's it's like shrooms you know you don't do shrooms in a closed room you get out in nature i did one time did you yeah how was that um well it was a it was pretty brutal. Okay. It, it was. It wasn't like it wasn't a very enjoyable time. Yeah. But I feel like I learned some stuff. It was very introspective. Yeah. Like, it's much. I agree. Couldn't agree more. It's much better outside. Yeah. Like highly recommend. Unless you want to like face your inner demons. It's don't like, do it. In a it's like room. yeah. So the first time I did LSD, I did it in a, in a closed room in a kitchen. And oh my god. Yeah, I did it in the kitchen, and then I walked out to the the living room, and you know I spent a lot of time in the living room. Was it good stuff? It was uh, some Grateful Dead shit. It was crazy. And uh, some old school stuff that had been given to me from somebody who's a world traveler. And I went outside and I looked at the stars and the stars were just beaming all sorts of crazy. And I swore I saw a hundred shooting stars that night. Went back in the house and freaked the fuck out. Started crushing all the DVDs up. It was like, They've been lying to us this whole time. I had a complete freak out session. And then about a week later, which is the second and last time I did it again, the person who gave it to me says, we have to go on a nature walk. And life, I really understood life from that point on. And that was actually the same time I decided I never wanted to do drugs ever again. Why, why would you decide that? From I had just uh, the most unique uh, experience with God, whatever God is to you. Uh, you know, uh, to me, God is the universe. Mm -hmm. I had the most, most amazing spiritual time with the universe that day. And, uh, you know, I was struggling with some, uh, I used to do a lot of cocaine. And I was struggling with that. And then I just decided I never wanted to do drugs again. I didn't want to do them again. I had no had no place for me in my life. Uh, I got to understand what nature was like, and like I said, I saw trees breathing, saw frogs, you know, nature, mushrooms, the, everything. The interconnectedness. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it started raining on me, and I felt like I had been cleansed that day. You know, some Did people go to church and get baptized. I think that nature experience that you know, I. Talk with God and talk with the universe. Next thing you know, it started raining on me. 
And I felt everything wash away. That's amazing. <laughs> I felt everything wash away, bro. And I'm talking pain that I had been holding on to for years. Everything. And it was the most, like I said, spiritual experience. And I never wanted to do drugs ever again. Wow. That desire was gone. To be around people, certain people were gone. I was on a hike up here at Lover's Leap, actually. And uh, the people I had went out there with, they all split up. One dude went with his wife. The dude who gave me the stuff, rest in peace to him, he, he fucking split off and went on his own journey. And I just got in touch with nature, bro. So that was it. Yeah, nature definitely heals. Yeah. I hear some hippies call it a forest bathing. Yeah. That sounds so stupid. That sounds weird. It does, yeah. yeah. I just call it like going for a walk, you know? But, Indeed. But, but yeah, there's definitely that feeling of going in and uh, having the nature just all, like, like all encompassing yeah. empower you. And because I was uh, like reading this book where, you know, like weed's got all this terpenes in it, right? Yeah. But the forest has these terpenes. Yeah. And, and it's highest in the summertime. And like being in the deep forest where they got the rich terpenes, breathing that in, in like 20 minutes, it actually affects women more than it does men. Yeah. Like for like if me and you were to go in there after 20 minutes, our adrenaline would be cut in half. For a woman, 70% mm. adrenaline gone. Mm. And that lasts for three days. Mm. If you go for three days in the forest, it could last for up to a month. Where your adrenaline's lower. Okay. And so just like... So I could tell you this much. That's kind of bullshit. I'll tell you, you this what much. What do you think it would be bullshit for? So here's what I'll tell you. I've done a, a lot of hiking. Uh-huh. And I'm talking from early age I was doing hiking. Uh-huh. Um, I got to spend some time in the uh, Algonquin National Forest in Canada. Uh-huh. And I've done some hiking through there, portaging, carried a canoe uh-huh. and backpack. And it was the most adrenaline pumping... It built a lot of, you know, it was very, it was a lot. And I think that when you get in nature and you disconnect from all this shit, from the digital shit, from electricity, and you just have nothing but nature to rely on, you got to get out there and stick your canteen elbow deep into the water, you know, and get that clean water from down there. You know, it connects you, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're drinking from source, you're drinking from the universe right there. There's no purification, no additives. So I'm curious as to how that would be bullshit, though. Hmm? How would the, the terpene, breathing in the terpenes reduce well, the Well, I think reducing the adrenaline is wrong. Because my adrenaline was pumping the whole time. Well, it was going up. Well, with the, by adrenaline, do you, like, what what they were doing is, like, so, like, you're, like... Do a, you like mean your, stress? Well, so, like, your adrenal gland would, would be, it's like, say, for example, if you're sitting down... And you're thinking about, oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. You got your cortisol levels increasing yeah. and your adrenal gland is like working on overdrive. Okay. It reduces all that to where it's like, you're not going to, it's now, obviously if you see a tiger, mm-hmm. you're going to want to run. Indeed. And obviously if you get excited, you're going to get excited. It's Indeed. not going to keep you from getting excited. Yeah. But it, it like you, when you leave, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm worried. Like it reduces that, like yeah. uh, where it releases that worry that like, I got to I got to go. I got to run. It Indeed. release it, it's to cut that out. Yeah, I could de- I will say if you want to put it that way, yeah. If you want to talk about stress relief for sure. Mm-hmm. It's getting rid of anxiety for sure. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. But I mean, it could be very energizing too. It could be re- like So for me, water is everything, you know. Water is cleansing. And maybe that's why once again I had those experiences why I feel that way. Oh yeah. Water is just cleansing. So You could, have you ever made a song about Moses? He was the symbol of water. No. No, but I've used some Moses lines. There are some for Moses real? lines, yeah. For real? Yeah, you gotta you gotta search the catalog, but there's definitely some Moses I'll lines. Keep, I'll keep part, in, part in the 
Parting crowds. I did hear, I, you know, because that's... the crowd like Moses. Yeah. yeah. He was the symbol of water and Pharaoh was the symbol of the rock. Yeah. You know? And then at the end, the water becomes his demise. What do you think about the Bible? Let me ask you a question. What do you think about okay. the Bible? I think it's the most profound piece of literature ever written and it's probably the most true document that exists. Do you think so? Alright. I mean, I don't think that... I respect your opinion. I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, think there's been a lot of stories of it, you know? And yeah. there's been a lot of, you know... What do you think about the Bible? I think that there's a lot of stuff added to it. I think that, you know, people didn't really know how to read and write back then. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, you know, they say 12 disciples couldn't even read or write. You know, so where are we getting these books from? These New Testaments. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. Um, you know, I think that there was, there's Bibles before the King James Version. Oh, yeah. Where the crucifixion never happened. Who said that the Romans added that in there? I think that there's, under the Vatican, a vast majority of books that we will never, ever see that have the truth in them. And I don't know what to believe. You know, we already have the historical picture of Jesus which is not accurate it's not accurate at all if you want to go into the secrets of the Vatican Renaissance artists Mm -hmm. specifically Leonardo da Vinci Michelangelo and Raphael because they were in with all the popes yeah they have clues hidden in their paintings Mm -hmm. and information stored there that could be stored there as long as the painting and the image exists Mm -hmm. that unlocks these little ideas of like wait what were they trying to like what could what did they not want to put in a text but they wanted to store this information somewhere Indeed. and as far as the people adding to it so it's like that's why i think it's the most profound piece of literature is because it's a living breathing document that is always being added to by people all across the globe simultaneously who don't know each other with forty-five thousand denominations you're going to have some stuff that's up for interpretation. Yeah. Well, the entire book is up for interpretation. And I think that's what makes it so powerful is that I could take it and get an entirely different message out of it than what someone else could. And um, I think that there's a lot of people, though, who will take that and use that and weaponize it and convince people that their interpretation is the only one. I think the Bible was, you know, uh, really set, you know, a lot of it is set to oppress women. If you really want my God's honest truth, yeah, I think that the Bible was created to oppress women. Um, I had this conversation with my mom not long ago because you know she's very go by the Bible, do this. I'm like that book was not meant to help you. You know what I mean? That that book was you know you look at another man and you'll be beat by that man and and your husband for looking at him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was a lot of stuff. I think that 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 book was used to oppress women and a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. That's my honest. That's my honest opinion on it. I think that spirituality is way more important than religion. I think uh, how you treat people, you know, the karmic effect will come mm-hmm. back on you. Um, however you want to slice it or dice it. Yeah, yeah. I think that for people to realize that there's something other than the material, that there's a part that you can't see, a part that emanates out, that um, perhaps you're the the sense of yourself mm-hmm. could extend past your body mm-hmm. it could extend to, into the past into the future and out and echo out through people's lives that like i've seen ways more to touch into that i've seen more evil from people in churches and who preach the word than i have from everyday people and i'm not saying that they're atheist or but i'm saying from i see the the most evil i've seen in people has been in churches and this has been my whole life. 
you think that's from like just the juxtaposition and the contrast of like you're pretending like you're being so good but i know your fucking secret like that's why it looks worse yeah but i think that people they're not keeping it real yeah and i think that there's a lot of people who they they hide behind their you know they hide behind that shit yeah they hide behind it because you know a lot of stuff gets uncovered and you're like wow so that's why you were going so hard to say you were different and to be different behind the guise of religion you know what I mean yeah and I'm not trying to defend Christianity or Catholicism or any yeah. particular religion um, but I just think that I, I don't understand it enough to write I it off I think all stupid. religions go back to this love they all go yeah. back to good good works do good by people you know don't be a dick and that's hard sometimes because some people are just stupid and lack common sense but you know we gotta focus on what it is that we're trying to really build we trying to build positivity or are we trying to build negativity? Are we trying to build people up or are we trying to tear them down? You know what I mean? In life, what you put out there is going to reciprocate. If I wake up every day and say, my life is shitty, my life sucks, I hate myself, don't even look at myself in the mirror and smile, the world will treat you as such. If you wake up every day and you feel like a million dollars, you may not have a million dollars, but if you wake up every day and you feel like a million dollars and you treat everybody like a million dollars, Man, I, I I have so many opportunities and things that have happened for me in life just because I keep a smile on my face. And I may be miserable as fuck that day, but I kept that smile on my face and affected somebody totally different than they would have probably ever been affected. And now here we are having a conversation, now we're building, and now, oh, this opportunity is presenting itself. How would you like to be a part of it? Shit. If I wouldn't have had that smile on my face and asked them how they were doing, we would have never had this conversation. You know? Yeah. If I walk around fucking angry every day, do you want to talk to an angry person? If no, you see it's somebody quite, it's visibly quite exhausting to talk to an angry yeah, person. Yeah. If you see somebody visibly fucking I'm not call, I'm no I'm not calling more like we had no. an No, we had an experience with an angry person yeah. the other day. Frying pan. Yeah, yeah I swear. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were No, no. I was talking about we had an experience with an angry person the other day. Yeah. I swear I'm not yeah. talking about you, Mark. I know. I test, promise. Test. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Yeah, here we yeah. go. I'm sleeping on the Wrong couch. Wrong question to ask. I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See how you wake up feeling tomorrow. Oh my god. Yeah. But you know, long story short, it's bro. You deal with fucking shitty people, and you got shitty attitudes. You're gonna have shitty outcomes. Yeah. If you go about life and you're you don't know what type of opportunities will present themselves if you look for them and you act and you're gonna prepare yourself as if like they're actually gonna come. Yeah. Like, what if the opportunity comes and you're not even prepared for it? It's like uh, you train to fight so you don't ever have to get into a fight. Success only happens when preparation and opportunity meet, right? Yeah. I heard you say that you were training though. What type yeah. of training are you doing? Uh, boxing. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? For? Uh, well, that's how I lost all that fucking weight. Ninety days last time was. Eating right and just boxing three, four days a week, and uh, I was training to fight. That's what I really wanted to do. And then I you got back to, on the like, road working. You want to get into the ring and fight against them? Yeah, I want to beat some people's asses. Got a lot of shit stored up inside of me that I'm still trying to get rid of, and I think that'll be the best way to get it out. Oh my god, that's yeah. ballsy. Yeah, I got actually, I actually got a whole little program I'm getting ready to uh, put out here, and then I'll talk talk about it more later and. We're gonna call yeah. some people out. And we're gonna we're gonna settle some shit in the ring. You know what I mean? We're gonna see if all that Facebook talking is real. We're gonna see it, if oh, is it someone like locally? I'm, listen, we I, I I was training to do like rough and rowdy. You know, uh-huh. uh, 
tough yeah. man. Tough man, yeah. And but I want to take it. I want to take it another step further. I want to turn in some money. So I, I got a way we can monetize this, and I bet we can get the promote whole, it. You can make, make way listen. More we can get man. the whole community involved, and we can get our own our own fight scheduled here in Cumberland, and we can really I'll help promote it. Put some listen. We can put some shit together. I got some great ideas. Tough man, the only and I've got some great people. Listen, I got some great people. No, we're talking five thousand dollar matches. $10,000 matches, big matches. And it's it's really about what you put in. I'm not looking to make any money off of it. I make enough money working. You know, I've got a real job. And that's a secret to life, kids. Get a real job. Don't believe that bullshit where people tell you you can't work. That shit is dumb. Yes. Yes. Uh, Please. See, the, the, Everybody's so fucked up right now. You have got to work. Don't let nobody tell you you don't need a job. Don't let nobody tell you selling drugs is the only way and all this other shit. Get a job. The only goofy shit is not having any money. Yeah, dude, so, like, exactly, it's like, these paintings here, yeah. like, I was painting them, but I wasn't selling them, so that's not a job, No, you know? No, But it wasn't, the murals, that's a job, because mm-hmm. I'm working for somebody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these, this, like, this, as far as you I'm You can concerned, monetize your art, yeah, absolutely, do yeah. that. But, like, this... Keep before, it coming, though. Yeah, People get complacent, that. oh, let me make some yeah. money, oh, I made some money, I'm gonna kick back. No, you gotta stay hungry. You gotta keep that grit. Yeah. You have to, because some, July, we made 12 bucks. Yeah. And then, the net, then, like, the week after that, it was, like, $10,000 of deals closed like that yeah. first week of August. So, like, uh, if you give up, like, with back to that quit thing, if you give up and it's, like... You might do a mural that somebody drives past who might not have been driving past that one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they drove past and they see that and they were like, who did that on the side of that building there? Nice one in, in Lonacone, by the way, on a flower shop. It looks Thank good. I pass by it every day. That one has gotten some uh, more shit talking than any other mural we've done. Why? I don't know. I really, I was, I was dumbfounded. People were upset because I didn't paint a coal miner. People were upset. They're like, you should have painted something more. It's uh, a flower shop. Yeah. And then they were upset. Put a coal miner on the side of the Some people were upset because I was saying that it was native flowers. And yeah. they're like, those are local flowers, not native. Yeah. They actually weren't born here. I'm like, geez, guys, I'm fucking sorry. So yeah. yeah. I was like, I was painting this for all of you guys. We got overwhelming support for it. Listen, I mean, there was a lot of nice comments. If you're not getting critiqued in a negative manner, you can't really listen. You can't grow. Number one, but number two, if nobody's critiquing you negative negatively, do not trust them. If all you're hearing is praise, something's fucking wrong. And I promise you this: I need people to tell me something indifferent. I want to hear something indifferent. I want to hear fuck him. There was a point in time we had this campaign: fuck drill trills. I want to hear that shit. I want to hear that there's people who are going against me. Because if everybody's with me, then I've lost all steam. No, I need, I need a reason to go harder. I need you to critique me. I need to hear some bad. I need to hear I fucking suck. Please tell me that. Because now I'm going to go even harder. Yeah, it's like fuel. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because you don't want to surround yourself with a bunch of like yes men who are just going to not tell you if something's off too. Which that's why... I like hanging. That's why I like hanging out with you. I don't know why I said it past tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I like hanging out. That's why I like hanging out with you is because um, I remember whenever I was first, uh, you know, trying to get into music, I showed you a song. You're like, "That's whack." Like, <laughs> that shit ain't it. No. And I was like, "But you know yeah. what, though? Now I know for a fact. If you say that you enjoy a song that I wrote, yeah, you mean it. Yeah, facts, facts. And you did say that for I've at least the, one of them. Listen, so. I've lost a lot of friends in the music shit because I'll look at them dead in the shit and I'll be like, "Bro." We both know that that's not you. We both know that that's not what you do. Let's get serious here. And then never hear from him again. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah you, you can't be like that. You have to. Not saying you can't, but yeah. the other person yeah. can. No. Yeah, you work. Marley and I are cutthroat. Like yeah. if it, if something is off in the picture, even if it causes an argument, it's like that part don't work. Yeah. We have to fix it. Like there's a mistake right here that we still haven't yet to fix. Do you see? There's a star behind the moon that would never happen. Oh yeah, so we that right here. Yeah. Okay. Like that's physically impossible. Okay. There would never be a because the moon would block the star. Indeed. So yeah, Indeed. We, we need to fix that. Sorry if anybody sees that on camera. We're working on it. <laughs> well, I didn't even notice it beforehand, so I'd have to know, you know, astrology real well for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, because that constellation, that, that and dark stars. part, the moon is the moon is still there. Indeed, it's just not shining. Indeed. Yeah, you see the little dipper or the yeah. big dipper. Is that what that is right there? Yeah. Right here. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, I got a, I got a chance. That's what I mean. I was staring at that when I was on. Acid. I'm like, oh my god, is that really there? Is it getting closer? <laughs> so you haven't done any mushrooms or no, not acids? into it. Not into you're it. not into you. You wouldn't desire to do mushrooms no. anymore. No. Okay, I'll just keep these in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not into it, man. I get, I, I, I honestly get, uh, I get a lot, uh, I get a lot out of life now. I get a lot out of my kids running up to me. I get a lot out of these complex questions these kids ask me and I got to sit there and talk about it. You know what I mean? I get a lot from that. That right there does it for me. I'd be like, man, you hear him talking? I'd say to my wife, you hear him talking? I got this one smart-ass kid. You know what I mean? I hear my, my 12-year-old daughters talking. And I'm like, man. Yeah, the fact that you say that it's because of your kids that you don't want to do it. That's really the reason why I do it is for outside the box ideas. Yeah. And I guess if you have another little human yeah. being running around that's got a fresh mind, yeah. you got all the out of box ideas. Listen, you need. Yeah. the craziest ideas, bro. I hear some of the craziest shit and I love it. Uh, you know, being a dad is everything to me. So I don't want to take away any moments or run the risk of doing anything that could take away that genuine conversation and that genuine interaction. Have you ever had any ideas that you used for like a piece of art, like a music video, a song, or anything like that, that you got from the little ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's I mean, been some stuff that was inspired, you know, by looking at my kids. I think Stages, I shot a video down here called Stages, right here when we were at 10 North Center Street. And uh, that was, you know, revolved around uh, just looking at my kids and I was looking at the current, you know, it's a political song. I was looking at the state of current events and I was just like, damn. And that's why we flooded the video with kids. You know what I mean? Because that's where my, my brain was thinking, you know, these kids. Yeah, that do one something positive. Yeah, we got to do something positive for the kids. Let them know, you know. And I think that's what made me different is my versatility. You know, I can give you some buffoonery or I can give you some real shit. Yeah, how do you balance the, the gangster stuff with the with the heartfelt stuff? Because I'm not saying the gangster stuff isn't heartfelt. What I like what I meant by that is like yeah. with like the more like like one one goes harder and one is softer. Like how do you balance those two themes? I can't. Because it seems like you go back and forth, but it's a nice it's a I nice got one I'm getting ready to put out now that's that's you know, it's it's a complete opposite of gritting. You know when what I mean? does it come out? I can't tell you. I don't know. Whenever I feel like putting it out. I might think of something different in the meantime and put that out instead, but I got one that I just did. And I'm like, oh, we got to get this out to the people. They need to hear this. What inspired Cairo? Haters. Really? Haters. Yeah. Had you had been to Egypt or what was it? No, no. The pyramids just kept appearing in a dream. Really? Yeah. I have very vivid dreams. I dream in color. A lot of people don't can't recall dreams. I dream every single night 
and I wake up sweating every single night like I just transported through a fucking vortex back into my body. My dreams are so real, it's sometimes hard for me to wake up out of them and believe that they didn't just happen the night before. I don't know, there's got to be some science behind that. Do you have... Yeah, because... Like, I believe that I astral project every night. So there's my weird quirk. Do you have, have like, reoccurring dreams? No, but I've got reoccurring situations. Reoccurring themes. Reoccurring themes and reoccurring people. Um, I've seen a lot of famous people in my dreams who we just interact, like, every day. It's weird. Weird. Yeah, I, I have some... A lot of complex situations in my dreams that I just... They feel so real that I think um, the only reason why they feel real is because I've lived them in the past. So they come about and it's just like, wake up like, fuck. Do you think that it's possible that uh, you had a past life? That like you were... Like, 100% wholeheartedly. That's a strong answer. Wholeheartedly. You asked the right fucking question. Yes. I believe in... And another thing, I believe in reincarnation. I believe that... You know, you're coming, you're, you're, you're from your ancestors. Like, your ancestors are coming right back through you. So, the one thing I wonder about reincarnation, though, is you have all these people and there's more people. So, what does that mean? Are the souls like fragmenting and, and like subdividing? How does that work? I don't know. I can't answer that. <laughs> that, well, that doesn't sound like 100% then. It no, sounds like I'm maybe telling 99 you, no, I'm 100%, but I can't tell you how it works. Listen, all knowing is the end of times. And I don't want to know all everything. I don't want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Once I know everything, my time here is over. I want to keep learning. And I'd rather not have the answers, but still be 100% confident. What's your favorite thing to learn about? History. Really? I'm a history holic. Like what just, section of history? Because there's a lot of history. All of it. I'll just pick up shit and be like, damn. And I'll, I'll teleport in my mind to that time. You like like read about war? Like you ever see like <laughs> there's uh, like old TV politics. shows and, and people would like cut scene back and they'd be dressed differently and like that's how it is in my brain. I'll fucking read shit about the war and I'll see the uniform on it. Like you know you travel like Harper's Ferry and you read shit and it's like. Oh, now I got the uniform on in my brain and I'm like fighting the battle and doing shit. And I'm like, it's like I I go back there in my brain real easily. Have you ever considered doing a music video where you could convince the viewer it's in a different time period? Not necessarily like you're trying to fool them, but where like it's an immersive, like you know how they'll shoot an old movie and there's nothing modern in the set. Oh, yeah. You're wearing an old outfit. I'd be with it if the budget was right for sure. Plug, plug to all the investors. Yeah. Yeah. Creative people who have spare outfits. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Indeed. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be. That would would be be very interesting. It would be real dope. Yeah. I like history too, but I just focus on such a small section of history. It's just like art and religious history. Yeah. And so as far as the rest of the history, I mean... I didn't know that there was not cell phones in World War Two. So. See, yeah, that's deep. Yeah, the more you know about one thing, the I think we the just got it's... cell phones. What, nineteen eighty-eight, nineteen eighty-six with the car phone? You know what I mean? They had I think phones. that was the first one. Was the car phone? Everybody's riding around the car phone, pinky ring in a car phone. So when when did they they had to have some sort of phones? Then. They had the brick phone. Remember that the big brick there phone? Was, there was no satellites. World War One is when they stopped using horses, or did they sell horses in World War Two? Not World War Two. Not World War Two. Using... Yeah, they were using tanks in World War Two. That's some shit, though. Can yeah. you imagine tanks and horses in the same battle? 
Talk Blood about bath. A, a change. Bloodbath. How could they could do you think that it's possible to convince today's generation to line up and shoot other generations? Or is like is the war not even gonna happen like that? If a war no, it's definitely gonna happen like that. How the fuck are they gonna convince these kids to do that? You're not convincing know, me to but, shoot anybody. I don't know, but they haven't, you know, expanded the age for enlistment. You know, it's getting lower. So they you can convince anybody with an impressionable mind and I think, you know, a young adult's mind isn't really unimpressionable until, you know, they, they reach 26, 27, 28, 29 years old. I think, you know, your early 20s, you still very much so have an adolescent mind. And I'm telling you this from my own personal experiences. I'm telling you this as a father of nine children, my two oldest being 12, going on 13. Uh, I think you're your most impressionable from your teenage years to your mid to late 20s. And I think that's when you really start to find yourself. That's when you really start to determine, do I want to do this? No. When you're fucking 18, 19 years old and you can enlist, isn't it crazy you can enlist but you can't buy a pack of cigarettes or drink? Yeah, but they move can, the cigarette age yeah, up even. Yeah, but you can enlist in the military and you can go fight for your country. You can kill people and you can do whatever you want. And, you know, all that shit is psychological anyways. So... You know, they've gotten clever with the, the military TikToks. You got military reels. They make it look good. They make it look sexy. Then they make it comedic. They got guys doing shit and the barrack talks and all this other stuff. I'm a son of two U.S. soldiers, so I'm drawn to that naturally. You know, I've seen military shit my whole life. My whole family's military. Did you ever live, like, uh, around a military base or anything? Yeah, like we, uh, I, was, I was born on a military base. In, a real yeah, base? Down in Georgia, Fort Stewart. And uh, we left there, and we moved to Hawaii. It was uh, a military installation there. And then uh, we came here to Fort Meade. My parents got divorced shortly thereafter, and we were stuck here in Maryland. So you know that the military life is just a different... Especially the military people. I think it has its... its different. Uh, it's got its purpose. Everything has its purpose. You need a black, you need a white. You know what I mean? You got military people, you got non-military people. You got law enforcement, you got criminals. You need the opposite. I used to live on Eglin Air Force Base. Did you? It's like a city there. Yeah. It's in, Most it's Air crazy. Force Bases are. Yeah, they have gas stations. Gas and stations, grocery stores, stores yeah. McDonald's, all that shit right on the base. Yeah. yeah. Everything's was, got its purpose, man. It was kind of sketchy. I was like, man, I hope they don't, you know, drop something while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just a, an innocent bystander, you know. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Give me two seconds. All right. But yeah, man. How do you get? How do the people get over uh, being bombed? How did the Japanese do it? The Japanese they got the the waves, the hurricanes, the earthquakes, the nukes, and somehow. What do you think about Hawaii? I gotta ask you this question, Maui. Well, you, have you done any research into the Hawaii blue? Well, I've smoked some Maui Wowie. Okay. And I think that that uh, politician lady, what's her name? The one, the lady from Hawaii with the gray streak in her hair. Okay. What's her name? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Oh, Marley, she's the sexiest politician of all time. Okay. What's her name? You don't, Marley, do you remember? She was on, uh, she was like the, she tried to run for president once. I'm going to look her up. The lady from Hawaii, the, she's like a senator or something from Hawaii. The governor of Hawaii or something. Well, that's David, uh, David Ige, I believe, is the governor of she's, Hawaii. She's not the current governor. Okay. Um, here she is. Yeah, bring up a picture. Let's see. 
Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Yes. Okay. You gotta find a better picture than that. Not saying that picture doesn't do her justice, but but yeah, that's what I know about Hawaii is Tulsi Gabbard and Maui Wowie. Tell me about Hawaii enlighten me, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, with the fires and everything. You didn't get into that conspiracy? Oh, oh no, I didn't know. Everything that was like blue didn't burn, and they said it was lasers that came down and lit everything on fire. Like blue, yeah, like, like a political blue no, or like, like, like blue colored? Color, no, it was just like the fucking umbrellas that were the shade of blue, all the, all the elite painted their rooftops this color blue and that's the only shit that didn't burn what what have you not heard this this is going crazy what? for like the last two weeks everywhere oh, no. yeah you gotta, gotta research this I gotta so research it. listen it's this crazy color crazy shade of blue and it's like toyota had it on their priuses fucking all these different hey do some research so, so get the tinfoil hat on y'all they're burning Parts of the Maui. Maui, Maui went up in smoke. Did mm-hmm. you not see that? Oh well, yeah, I saw that. Okay. But I didn't. I didn't hear about the the blue, the paint. Yeah, yeah. They were like showing all how these lasers. There's this whole viral TikTok video going around about this laser that skips over the color blue, and they're saying that lasers came down from the sky. They had these green lasers or whatever that were coming down from the sky, and you know they put out a press release saying that China was doing some sort of testing and. Why would China be doing testing and why were we just allowing this? General blue or like a specific shade? It's like a specific shade of blue. It's like similar to, you know, blues in that that palette there. Maybe like a nice phthalo blue? I can't. You're getting too technical now. Let's dawn ourselves in the I see colors blue. (laughs) Yeah, blue. Yeah, Yeah, check it out. Yeah, blue is one of the best colors too. Yeah. It's, it's a calming. Nice, it's a very calming. Yeah. Green's calming too, but it's also too much for whenever in large amounts. See, I'm a redaholic. I love red, the color red. I don't know what it is. It's just satisfying to my eyes. The, yeah, red, red's a good color too. Yeah. I mean, they're all good. Red and purple, really, those are my two favorite colors. Do you want to put red and purple together? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You find ways to make it work. Yeah. yeah. I've, seen, I've seen people pull it off pretty nicely. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, purple is really my favorite though. I think red and purple is kind of a hard combination. Red is pleasing to the eye. Purple is just soothing. It's more soothing than blue to me for some reason. Did you see the gym mural we did with the? Uh, that was little, fire. With the little yeah. red claws. Yeah, that was fire. Yeah, the red and the green bounce off each other. Yeah, really nice. indeed, indeed. But man, so Maui, I never, I never heard about the the blue color. But they, I know that they had because I was listening to Tulsi Gabbard on the Joe Rogan podcast. And she was saying how that they had where they had a, like a new threat. Okay. And they said, everybody take shelter right now. There's an incoming missile. And this mm. is like a couple years ago. I do remember that. And so she was like. I think that had something to do with Japan, I feel like. Yeah. And so she was saying our, like a missile, a nuke threat is so real that you really were not prepared for it. And then after, shortly afterwards, New York came out with that video where they're like, here's what to do in case of a nuclear attack. Really? And they were like running it to all the New York citizens as if, and they were like, first, stay calm. Stay away from your windows. And yeah. it's like all these things. It's like, you really think this is going to save the people? No. Uh, no. No. That's the, that's the bad If there thing. ever is a nuclear incident, it's, it's over with. It's over. I hope it doesn't happen. I really do. I don't want there to be war. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a... I think that's a pretty general opinion. Yeah. But... but war makes money, though. You know? There's got to be a better way to make money, though. 
whoever is thinking about having a war, hit me up. We can talk, <laughs> we can, we can talk about building... Strategies on how to not. Well, yeah, we can talk about building uh, like cities with geometric proportions yeah, that'll make go. more money. You're facing the sunlight when you wake up. Yep. And yeah. if it happens... I'll just make propaganda art for the highest bidder. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Propaganda art. That's smart. Now that's that's a fucking genius idea. Shit. Yeah. You should be doing that right now. With the fucking elections coming up. Oh my god. No. I'm I'm gonna wait. Until I, I'm gonna wait until I have no other choice. Light bulb. No. <laughs> fuck that. You gotta capitalize. You gotta. Listen. You know the guy who made the Obama poster got sued. Did he really? Because Obama said he didn't have the right to make to use that photograph. Oh, shut up. It's like. He, that's just so, being a hater. Yeah, yeah. People just get mad. I think Trump was genius when he put his fucking mugshot on a shirt and made seven million dollars overnight. For real, I didn't know. Put he his did own that. mugshot on a shirt, seven million dollars. Did you ever see like the like what, how genius is that? Like, I'm sure you saw Trumpy Bear, right? No. They're the most cringe commercials you will ever see. No. Well, he Donald Trump. He did his own NFT drop too. That was trash. And uh, yeah, I, NFTs are just. Uh, they're not being. You should have gotten to that when that was popping. You should have created your own NFT and then ran off with all the money. That's all those guys <laughs> did. They created yeah. NFTs. Artists got went out everywhere. I seen this one guy on my Facebook man, and he's living like a fucking Indian sheik man, and he was just an artist and he created some NFTs and people invested in them shits when they were popping and bubbling through COVID. And he's on yachts. He's got penthouses in Miami now. He fucking made a pretty penny off that. Whatever happened to the board eight guys? Because the last time I checked, they were under investigation. That's for what fraud. I thought. I was about to say. I think they they were. It's all fraud. All that shit is fraud. Yeah. Well, here's where NFTs is not going to be fraud. Okay. So we have a gallery opening, and each painting has an NFT attached to it. Mm-hmm. Or you buy a ticket where an NFT is attached to it. Indeed. And then so now that ticket has an NFT. It maybe means nothing. Maybe we throw it away. But it's a record in your digital wallet. And then maybe you want to trade it with someone. And you could say, look, this is the one. This is the ticket that Elton John had whenever he went to his last Super Bowl before he was famous. Or the last concert he went to before he was famous. And you can prove that this was actually his. Yeah. So you have all of that where you could track the dates. But then you have where you could pass down ownership and you could do smart contracts. That'd be dope. Where it could be like, okay, I have the artwork that's going to be passed down. And if I sell this, whoever sells it afterwards, that's going to be who makes the most money off of it. Because mm-hmm. most of the money... Like 99% of all money that gets made off of art is in the secondary market, not in the first-hand market. Right. So that means like it's Christie's and Sotheby's make, it all, make all the yep, money. Indeed. But if we have a smart contract where I sell it to someone and we, they, they get the NFT, I keep the version in my wallet where it's like, okay, we have this where now I have it written to the contract where whenever you sell it, I get 10% of that sell for indefinitely and that passes down through generations. Whenever the painting reaches a million dollars, the great-great-grandchildren are going to get 10% of that. Yeah, that'd be dope. Can you imagine if whenever Leonardo da Vinci sells for $100 million, if his great-great-great-grandkid could get a portion of that? He didn't have kids, but if he had... Wasn't the kid, thing with it, though, with like it's like, okay, you've created and turned it into an NFT, then you got to destroy the original? Isn't that how that was? Well, Damien Hurst had done that, so where he had... Uh, because uh, you're are you familiar with Damien Hurst? Maybe. Okay, he's the guy who did. Maybe the, if I see it, he did the shark. Okay. Um, where the giant shark? Well, he's done like the animals in Formaldehyde, but that's the one that really made him blow up. Okay. He also did the paintings where it's a big white canvas and a bunch of like circles, all different colors, almost like medicine boxes and stuff. Okay. But um, with the shark though, that was crazy because he got he had he's the guy who he had his first big deal that he got. He was like 
pretty broke, pretty poor. He got a nice little paycheck from selling, and it was like a couple, like I think fifty thousand dollars or something. He invested it all into this shark, mm. and he got the shark and sold it for like a million profit or something like that. And he took all of that and invested into a huge bronze sculpture that, without any buyer, just in the faith that it would sell, and then sold that for like a bunch more money. Took that, bought a bunch of diamonds. Crazy. And then put all the diamonds onto his skull. He bought like millions of dollars worth of diamonds, put them onto the skull, and then sold that for like $10 million profit. And he just kept reinvesting in his art, believing in himself. But so, wait, where are we going with that? With NFTs the, being oh, destroyed. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, with. Are the originals being destroyed? Yeah. So he did that where he made uh, like 10,000 prints of this. Of the, well, no, there were prints, they were original things. And mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to have an NFT attached to each one. Each each one is gonna sell for two thousand dollars. He made two million dollars off this project. Yeah. And he said, okay, at the end of it all, we'll have one month for you guys to decide. At the end of the month, you choose. Do you want the digital version or the physical version? Mm. At the end, if you want the physical version, we're gonna erase the digital file and we're gonna send you the physical version. Mm. If you want the digital version, we're gonna burn the original drawing, a hand drawn thing. And you're going to get the digital file. And he just wanted to see like where people sit with technology. Yeah. And so I think that's whenever people, whenever people heard that, because he's so influential in the art world, everybody just started assuming that you have to burn the painting. But a paint, it could be attached to, um, you go to a bar and you get a wristband. And whenever they check your ID, it's, they check your ID on your phone, they check your digital wallet, and it just goes as a non-fungible token. At this day, you were at this bar at yeah. this time, and this is record that you were here. Yeah. And so that's what the NFT could be used for. It doesn't have to be like a, a, a substitute for the original thing where the original has to be destroyed. It makes me think of one of my favorite artists, Banksy. Did you see yeah. when his art piece sold and then it shredded immediately after it sold? Yeah. That was fucking genius. That was well, great. He, he also did one where it was like, I can't believe you stupid fucking idiots are spending this much money on my paintings. Yeah. And that was like what the painting had said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I love him, bro. He uh, he did a giveaway. He was down in Manhattan uh, late, was it late last year or earlier last year? He was just standing in the fucking subway with his paintings and it just said, give me what you think they're worth or something similar to that, something crazy. And I was following a lady who, who, uh, she had gotten one of his and she was trying to get it authenticated and then it came out that yeah it was really him standing there and he, she got this piece for 200 bucks in the subway and like oh everybody had just been walking past Banksy the whole fucking time and it was just another one of his little installations like it's brilliant to me that's so much uh, such a huge factor though is if to where you're at mm-hmm. of how much it's worth because they did the world class violinist in the subway did you see that? Mm-hmm. Possibly, it's like he sells out like like the most uh, successful financially violinist in the world. So he goes to a subway and mm. puts like a little hat there and starts playing. And obviously, this guy is a grand master of violin. He knows all of it. Mm. And at the end of the day, he makes like you know fifty bucks, like mm. about the average that anybody would make down there. And so it's like, if you're in that location, that's your cap. It's fifty bucks a day. That's you're deep. you're not going to. It doesn't matter how good you are. Mm. so you need to get on a different stage where they're going to pay you better because there's people who are taking that stage that aren't as good as you that if you go there they'll be like oh yes we've been looking for someone we need someone better here on the stage anyways so like that's what I learned about that's why the paintings are in here and I'm not trying to sell these paintings yeah that's a fact it's like I'm investing into my own stock yeah 
There's a lot of art galleries here too. How do you feel about that? All the different art galleries. There's a new one that just opened up. Right down here on the corner. Yeah. I saw that. They have uh, a lot of prints and yeah. a lot of lithographs and stuff. I, I'm curious to see if they'll sell. I'm curious to see if there's people in this area who know about that and know what the artists are. They have like Chagall, Chagall, uh, Mark Chagall, Tula Trek. They have, they have Dolly. I know a lot of people know Salvador you know yeah. Dolly. Of course. He's the one that probably everybody will know. But I'm really curious if most of the other people, like some of the artists I didn't know, yeah. and I study artists, so I'm like, I don't know how many people around here, I, I mean, if you're tapping into the old money that's in here, that's your best bet, because I know the young people, they're not going to pay $1,800 for a print. No. There's no way. No, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, that's why I say I, I'm interested to see. I really hope, you know, with the, the development of downtown here, we get some cool pla- some cool places to patronize, but at that same sense... Uh, that's why I want to know what you think. Another yeah. another art gallery. You know, I'm more interested in in this because you know this is all locally born and bred. You know, what I mean, this is from your brain here, right in this this city. All these other people don't like you said. Who's gonna know those names? Yeah. You know, you'd be more apt to getting clients here because you're from here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the nature of the beast in this town. Oh yeah, we they haven't su- sold. We haven't sold here. one painting out of this gallery yet. I I I actually have made it a point to try to not sell any paintings out of the gallery because I just want to like. Yeah, I feel like that's a nice thing to do where I don't. I have the murals, so yeah. I don't have to sell them. Yeah, and I, it feels kind of gross to have to sell them if I really care about them. And someone's like, "Well, would you take less?" I'm like, I I'd, I'd rather not even have this conversation right now because I enjoy it. A lot, and and I'm gonna. I like to rotate them out and have different arrangements of them, and so if you don't really see the value in it, then I, I'd rather not even try to have to sell it. I'd rather just paint the murals and make my money from that. Yeah, get your bread and butter. You probably do a lot better marketing outside of this region, though. Yeah, I, yeah there's just not a whole lot of fine art. I mean, there was a guy a while back though who I saw who did a show at the Gilchrist Gallery who had sold like ten thousand dollars worth of work in a show. And I thought that was like pretty impressive, I guess, mm-hmm. for this area. But then if you go somewhere like go to Miami, Miami's full of art. I love Miami because of the art. Have you seen the art district though recently? Not recently, within the last two years for sure. Because we went down there in October, and every place, almost every place that we went to, we're like, okay, here's a gallery. We go there, it's boarded up. Yeah, it's boarded up. And they said because the saw, rent is and Wynwood is going up so high. Yeah, I saw they can't so much. It fire art there man and I'm not just talking about paintings I'm talking about pieces that people have done you know I've seen so much fire stuff down there that even I was inspired like oh maybe I could do it I'd love to go down to Art Basel one one year and check it out were you there for that no we weren't there for that yeah, we, we were that's there like what December right yeah yeah I, I might try to make it down there this year for that there was a, um the one that you probably did see was Art Fusion Gallery okay the one with the penny sculptures. You remember that one? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, we met that guy. They offered us gallery representation. But they, they said, we have to pay $500 per piece to have it exhibited. Mm. And I'm like, well... And then they said the average... That's when the investors come into play. You yeah, know and, I mean? and they said that... Like, there was a piece, for example, that sold for like 3000 of mine. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, we're not, we wouldn't charge more than 1000 for that here. And then you're gonna to have to pay thirty or thirty percent commission. I'm like, so you're telling me that I get to walk away with two hundred dollars after all is said and done of going through all the hoops to bring this down to your gallery. I get to walk away with two hundred dollars for a piece that I could have sold for three thousand dollars on my own, 
that's not worth it. He said, well, you get to sit right on your resume. You exhibited it in Miami. Yeah. I was like, I have murals in Miami. I'm good, dude. I'll yeah. tell you one of the cool <laughs> things you should do. Um, I got to, a couple years ago, see Pow Wow in Hawaii and in Honolulu. If you ever get the opportunity to register for Pow Wow, their next one, I would do it. Is you get your mural painted up there and it'll be there for years to come, seen by people all over the world. Check it out. Do they have buildings that they have? Whole buildings. I'm talking parking decks, buildings, everything you can think of, all the walls. I mean, it's magnificent. I'll send you a link later. But yeah, I would definitely register for that if I was you and get some of this art out there. I'm talking do some magnificent shit, bro. We want to do all 50 states. I'm at five so far. That's 10%. No, you're fucking making it, dog. You're making it. You're You're doing it. Hawaii would be a nice one because that's that's that would be one I would think would be the last. I did music cool. in something like twenty something states, bro. For real, performed in twenty something. That's a states. lot of states. F- fuck yeah, one state is a lot for some people. Some states are pretty far away from each other too. Yeah, I mean Hawaii, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well I didn't do any music there, but still, yeah. That's how a, long did you live in Hawaii? I was there since I was four years old. Oh yeah, I guess you weren't writing then. No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Toes were in the sand. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. When did you start writing? Mm, very young. It was basic shit, like nine, ten years old. Silly stuff. When I took it serious, probably like fourteen, fifteen, with my friends, we were trying to make serious music, and then I just, I don't know, I never quit. Never quit. So. Been since I was a kid, man. Yeah, I'm excited to see whatever this. You got me thinking about whatever this new music video is. Hey, listen, listen. Do you have an idea for aesthetic of what it's gonna look like? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Can you describe it? No. Oh man, that is not a part of the process (laughs) (laughs) at all, at all, at all. (laughs) No, I can't. I, I just. I share it when it's time. You know what I mean? I got music videos I haven't even dropped yet. That are already filmed? They're already filmed. I got some that are just chilling. Mm. I think maybe I got one or two that I haven't put out yet. Like, I never even released Cairo around here. I did that on a... It's on Spotify. Well, listen, I did it uh, on a global level. I was promoting that in Africa. I had dancers in Africa doing that challenge to it. That song gets stuck in my head a lot. Yeah, it's a hot goddamn, song. Goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was the, programming, you know what I mean? Yeah. We need programming. It's programming. We'll talk about that later off camera. Okay. Yeah, but it's programming. I want to learn. Yeah, it's all programming. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of subliminals in that song. Yeah, that and one is catchy. That one seriously gets stuck in my head. I tell you, I'm top five, top four, top three, top two, top of that list. You know what I mean? Yeah. I drill it in your head. Top, 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 top. It's programming. It's yeah. nice. Have you heard of the, the buy now thing that the salesman people do? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's by now, you probably wondered how to solve this problem. By now, you're wondering how much this costs. Yeah. By now, you're wondering, can I get one of these for myself? By now. Programming. Yeah. It's all programming. <laughs> it's all programming, bro. It is all programming. Oh, my God. You can, I feel like if you catch someone doing that though, like it just kind of ruins the effect, you know. Like if you kind of if you catch someone say buy, but I don't know. Like kind of, I've heard some people say buy now, where I'm like, I'm not buying. It's like, but they do it in music. I am, 
I am. I am the greatest rapper. I am the best person you ever heard of. I am. All music. I told you this once before. Music. I, I, I. Me, me, me. It's all programming. And you walk around here. Oh, he is the coolest person. He is the best rapper alive. He is. Now you have people fighting over you. You're divisive. Red side, blue side. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a powerful phrase, too. I am. I like, am. Because you don't want to be saying that about stuff that's not true. Like, uh, I am a loser. Mm-hmm. I feel bad saying that. I'm not a loser. I don't want to say that. It's shit I, I, mean? yeah, like, it's shit I don't something. allow my kids to say. We don't allow, I don't allow them to say negative. Every time they say I can't, I correct them immediately. Yes, you can. There's nothing you cannot do. Yeah. I can do this. I am worthy of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even if it's like, I don't know how to do this, I could find a way to figure this out. That's a much better way to approach it. Are we running short on time? Yeah, just okay. about... Yeah, we're good though. We're about couple minutes. Text yeah, in the middle. Yeah. Oh, listen, that, that shit. Yeah, I can't help it. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you got another half. You know what I mean? You gotta yeah. respect their time too. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Just busted your balls. No, it's all good. No, it's been a fun time though talking, man. It's How been cool. That? I, I, I'd love to come back again. Yeah, and do some more. Whatever you want to talk about, Dude, yeah, cool. I, yeah. That's the whole point of this. It's just yeah. to, just to ta- talk, chat, yeah. have a good time. Yeah, and like, it's not like the the basic shit. Like, I've, there's already a podcast out there that taps into history. You know what I mean? And you can find that one if you want to find that one. But this one was just very diverse. I liked it. Yeah, all over the place. And if there's anything that we want to dive into, we can. Yeah. Is there anywhere where people like, where anything that you want to plug, anything that you want people to follow specifically, or Mister Top Flight? Top Flight TV on YouTube, uh, Top Flight Official on Instagram, uh, Kels Nailed It. Uh, that's where we at with it right now as far as business is concerned. Uh, get your nails done. Get everything done. You know what I mean? Get so your videos generous. done. He's plugging everybody but himself. So yeah. Generous. No, absolutely. It's not about me. Go watch the, the Trilla Trill's new music video too, by the way. It's very cool. Don't worry about that. Get over to Top <laughs> Flight. Get your videos done. Get over to Kelsey. Get your nails done. Uh, get over here to my boy Eli. Get some artwork. I'm gonna have to get something cool done with my nails because that's yeah. Pretty, you got to do that, amazing. man. This is listen. I, I you know I get my nails not painted, but they're painted. You know what I mean? I do yeah, all that. That's impressive. The, the little lines. Yeah, for sure. You got to check it out. Kels nailed it on Facebook. Kels nailed it on uh, Instagram. Kels nail talk on TikTok, and that's what we doing. Oh yeah. Well. Once again, I appreciate you. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, man, having me. No doubt. We'll get we'll get more in depth later. That sounds good, my man. You know, like how long do you think that was? I don't know, like an hour. Two hours. Two hours. Two and a half hours. Holy shit! Are you serious? You got a lot of content to scrub through. We got carried away with it.